Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Summit on a salad. You know who invented salad? Poor people. What's going on, Dio? You ever just get tired of being where you are, Adrian? No. I kind of like it here. I mean, the weights are new to I mean, in life, man. When's the last time you paid your rent when it was due? I got a plan to change that. Where'd you do your time, pal? Up north. Are you fixed for a job now? just can't kidnap a guy and take his things. That's so illegal. Well, sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserves bad stuff to happen to him. We go through with this. Nobody gets hurt, right? No, man. We snatch him. There he is. We grab him. He signs a few signatures. We give him a protein shake. You don't even know what happened. I watched a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. The Sun Jim gang has successfully acquired every asset you had. What happens now? Now I go to work. 
That's it, get it. You said no violence. And I meant it when I said it, I swear to God. I cannot kill. Duly noted. Look, when this is over, we'll all go camping. All right? Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Marky March with 2013's Pain and Gain. <gasps> oh, but babe. Steve. We are not alone for this 100% heterosexual movie. Oh, the straightest movie I've seen in a long time. So straight. Street jacket on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are joined by Daniel from the Mustachio Podcastio. Welcome, Daniel. Yo, Ricardo, give me that whey protein, bitch. Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> Daniel Segura on the mic. I'm all fucking hype. I'm all steroided out. <laughs> How's it going, y'all? I want the lanolin shit. None of this aloe bullshit. <laughs> I am okay. happy to be back. Thank you so much for bringing me back. I don't know why you did, why you want to bring me back, but I appreciate it. Of course. Well, we love having you on here. And, uh, Hell yeah. Babe, babe, just so you're aware, we're not talking about the big hit. We're talking about pain and game. Oh, that's right. That's I know right. you've quoted the big hit like three times I already. Have already. But... I have. <laughs> Wait, was you doing a big hit? Uh... I was doing a big <laughs> reference. <laughs> Straight jacket, homie. That, that was last oh. week's episode. That was last week's episode. <laughs> busy, busy on y'all's end. Yeah, we're, we're watching watch a lot of Marky Mark movies. and uh, They're kind woo. of all the same. I mean, honestly, most of them involve kidnapping, we found out. Izzy asked me a very important question the other day. <laughs> Steve, do any Marky Mark movies not have kidnapping? And it took me a minute. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, technically I don't think there's any in fear. Planet oh of the God. Apes, I feel like there was definitely some people taken oh, against their will the apes are all kidnapped yeah, yeah there's some ape napping dude I mean, all, yeah. all the humans yeah jesus yeah <laughs> so uh, t tell me this um do you have a more do you have more of an appreciation for mark Wahlberg, or is it just is it diluting over this whole process outside of uh peter berg directed movies no uh, i <laughs> i i, I thought, look look my favorite marky mark movie is 1998's the big hit Oh, yeah. And everything else is just kind of like, you know, less than that. But still... Everything's a seven right. after that? I can't say I've really hated any Marky Mark movie that I've no. seen. No. Th I then again, there's some not, I just haven't seen. <laughs> he's not bad at picking movies. Like, he always picks no. movies that are going to make him money, usually. Whether they're bad or good, like, he knows what to pick. He doesn't really make any that just are complete bombs. At least, I don't think so. Well, so. we'll... We'll probably find out here shortly that Un Uncharted made $5 million is all. It lost $400 million with all the marketing. Oh, and... there's no way that movie can lose money at this point. Huh? <laughs> They're just going to be mad it didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, you're yeah, right. we all. Let's see. Yep. I'm looking at Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I'm curious. I just feel like he's always made... I mean, maybe early in his career, but <clears throat> he's just always seemed to be fairly selective. <laughs> Sorry, stop tickling! Oh, oh, stop course. tickling, Izzy, please. Jesus right. Christ! We're right. trying to record here. Yeah. God damn, interrupting Daniel like this. I don't care how high on painkillers you are right now. All right, now to the audience. We're right. recording this right, like five days after I had my surgery, and everything is funny and a little fuzzy. Oh, nice. 
All right, Daniel, there are five movies, it looks like, here under 20% in Mark Wahlberg's uh, Rotten Tomato Meter. Any guesses on what they are? (laughs) You said we didn't hate any Mark Wahlberg movies, but we were wrong! I mean, The Happening's got to be up there, right? Yep, it is one of them, 18%, also on our podcast. That's one of the higher grossing ones of that group. (laughs) Yeah, they all make money. I mean, I, I know he has some rotten ones, though, yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, just saying, okay. like, they make money. I'm not saying they, like, are hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, The Happening like, made money because I assume it cost, like, 60 grand to make. Uh, well, yeah, because they were mad at wind. Yeah, the, the two Transformers movies he was yeah. in were under 20%. Daddy's <laughs> Home 2, that's a sequel to a movie nobody watched. Oh, God. And uh, another one we're going to be watching later this month, babe, Max Payne. <laughs> I, have that on my, I have that on DVD. I adopted it from my dad's collection, and I, I've never seen it. I think I'm going to check it out just because I yeah. know it's going to be horrible. So we got a bunch of Marky Mark movies in like these uh, mystery bundle DVD bags. <laughs> like, And what, the one I we got it. had like six of them in there. Like it had like two guns. It had contraband. It had, uh, I think this was in it. <laughs> like yeah. like oh a God. bunch. Oh, man. And I got to say, he's doing work here. I mean, I mean, he's, it, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, he's not digging deep or anything, but he's, he's, it's one of his more at least captivating ones. Yeah, he's oh, he's not totally. boring in this. Look, here here's the thing I will give Marky Mark. He always tries. He's yeah. not always given the greatest things to work with, but like even in the happening, he's delivering those lines. They're shit lines, but he's delivering them. He's what? Doing his... <laughs> no. Hey guys, did you hear about these bees? Um like but like he always he always puts in the work. So like yeah. you know, respect. And yes. then Transformers the last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Well. But again, that's not like that's not him. He's doing fine. He just doesn't have anything to work with. Wait, yeah. who directed that uh, that Transformers the who? last night? Um, I think it was oh, Michael Ocean. <laughs> I don't think anybody you've heard of, Steve. Oh, you all know him. It's Michael Bay, the same director oh, as this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking yeah. of putting in work, babe. Steve. How about you? I'm a little thirsty. Oh snap! Yeah, you're not high on painkillers. Uh, Daniel, are you uh, enjoying any libations at this time? I'm I'm drinking a little uh, bullet bourbon rye because I'm actually staying off beer all month. It's sad. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, no beer for a month. I was going hard on the boostasticness of booze, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to lay off a beer for a little bit and see if that makes a little bit of a difference. So I'm just drinking spirits. I'm just letting the spirits inside me now. Excellent. Well, at least it's the shortest month, so it's not as long as, you know, March. Oh, yeah. It was calculated. Yeah, yeah excellent. <laughs> Forbidden beer, you wary. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, on our end, from Lagunitas Brewing, we have Little Something Something Ale. I like that a, one. I've had it. Yeah, I believe it's a... An IPA? Oh, a way smooth and silky IPA. I would say we watched them brew some of this when we were at Lagunitas once. Yeah. And then the guy giving the beer tour offered everybody a hit. <laughs> he sure did. Nice. Lagunitas Brewing, Petaluma, California. Check it out. <laughs> and uh, my top? Oh, his top. Nice. And, uh, well... Nothing really to pour, baby. You want to take the first sip, though? Since you're only going to have a sip. sip. Smells nice and malty. A little bit of piney hop there. Mm -hmm. 
I'll always like their IPA. If they, if I see their IPA around, it's it's always an auto for me. If like there's nothing else like interesting, like I'm like it's dependable. You know what I mean? Their IPA, yeah, is very dependable. and you can find it just about anywhere too. Which yeah, is especially if you're in LA. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, uh, if you can find the uh, the brown sugar, the brown sugar is awesome. That one's good too. Yes. In fact, uh, brown sugar is the big sister of little something something. If I remember Ooh, the yeah. story right from our brewery too, where they were brewing brown sugar, and they had like I like how you say it, they, brown sugar. Well, because that's what brown it is. Sugar. It's not brown. Yeah, I just say uh, brown sugar. But, uh, so <laughs> they had gotten in trouble several times for almost blowing up the town of uh, the town that they're in, Petaluma. Petaluma, because they were dumping the yeast untreated into the sewer system. <laughs> but the town's so small, the whole sewer system's essentially one big septic tank, and so the yeast would go down there eat all the things it could find and then come back up through the storm drains, people's drains, everything. So, like, their third offense, they were brewing, uh, I believe they were brewing brown sugar and they got shut down because they, like, flooded the town with yeast again. And the town was like, nope, that's it, the mayor's pulling the plug on you. And they felt, like, awful. And they begged to have all their permits back and all of that. And they brewed the little something-something as like an apology to the town it's just a little something if they let them reopen <laughs> come on out to petaluma we're basically one big septic tank <laughs> exactly <laughs> you ever seen the end of garbage patch kids or whatever <laughs> garbage pail kids it's kind of like that <laughs> awesome that's a good story though thanks for sharing that yeah. oh izzy's got good stories that's why we have her on the podcast hey. yeah. it's like tim yobo but not quite as vulgar I know you didn't say the p word <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, so yes, 2013 Pain and Gain from director Michael Bay. You know him; he makes Transformers movies now. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Roll out. Uh, but the screenplay comes from Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Who are they, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this writing team, okay. They've done one episode of Good vs. Evil, which is a hard-to-find show from the late 90s. You should probably check it out. Uh, Life and Death of Peter Sellers. Then they did, like, the Chronicles of Narnia movies, Captain America, this, Thor Dark World, Winter Soldier. They created Agent Carter, Civil War, uh, you know, Avengers Civil War or whatever, Captain America Civil War or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Endgame, and coming soon, The Gray Man. It's a shame their careers never took off. Right? <laughs> By the way, The Gray Man is apparently a Russo oh. Brothers assassin movie starring Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, Anna DeArmas, and Billy Bob Thornton. Motherfucker, I'm in. Is The Gray Man between uh, the Day Man and the Night Man? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, based on magazine articles by Pete Collins, who also wrote... Nothing else of note. Only thing on the IMDb is this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. And, okay, th th this movie is based on a true story. Eh, yeah. Kind of like Passion of the Christ is based on a true story. It's somebody's <laughs> account of events that happened. <laughs> and then you have Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Anthony Mackie playing the leads, who were more suitably played by, uh, I don't know, your uncle, the creepy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I grew up with a couple of Lugos, and they definitely did not look like Mark Wahlberg. 
they were usually of Puerto Rican or like descent or some like something you know some they're usually of some sort of latino descent they did not sound like mark Wahlberg, <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah you know fuck it he was making he was definitely a, a ticket seller so why not right wait wait yeah. are you telling me that there's like dominicans and cubans in florida a ton like they're like what oh, they, yeah that happen? they're everywhere <laughs> well you know Dwayne the rock johnson plays Paul Doyle, which is always, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but who else in this movie? We got Tony Shalhoub, Ed Harris. Gee, I wonder if he's a bad guy. Uh, Rob Corddry, Rebel Wilson, Peter Stormare, Ken Jeong. Just a bunch of people. A lot of people, like, this movie is, like, full of people doing, like, I feel like everyone in this movie is doing, like, they're just, they're stereotypical Thing. Like, they're not really digging too deep. Like, you, you know, you got Marky Mark doing Marky Mark stuff. You got Dwayne Johnson pretty much just doing The Rock. <laughs> like, when yeah. he's on yeah. Coke. Oh, my like, God. The Rock on Coke is great, though. Oh, my God. It is the best thing ever. Honestly, he <laughs> well, steals watch, the show. Watching this, Steve and I were talking about how we want to see The Rock be, like, a true villain in more things. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100%. Isn't he the bad guy in uh, Black Adam or whatever? <laughs> Is that yeah, a bad guy? I don't but know. I think he's kind of like an in-betweener, you know? I don't know. Like Black Adam? I don't he's I don't read a lot of Shazam. Yeah, I think he's kind of anti-hero st- style. Like, kind of like um, Venom. Oh, Yeah. I'm curious about how that's going to turn out, though. I, I, You know, The Rock doesn't do too many things that don't, you know, they aren't at least entertaining. So, we'll see. Exactly. But it, it just would, wouldn't it just be so fun to just see him be like a serial killer in something you know what was funny was there were some parts where um i don't want to get too much into the movie but there's some parts where he does get a little bit more psycho like he kind of looks like he's losing it and he's going through a lot of anxiety and stuff and i'm like god he would be so good to see like in something like maniac or like you know where it's just a serial killer and you're just watching him the whole movie and you're just with him and he's going through all these like crazy psychological like conundrums and just going insane like i would watch that he's that good how many bodybuilder psychopaths are there? Ooh, I That's got a true. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in one hour photo. There oh, you go. Shit. I would watch it. I would watch it. You would Here's watch the it. Problem. He'll never fit in the uh, the in the photo in the booth. Shop. <laughs> yeah. This is the only problem with this. He has to stand outside the photo booth and reach inside to the cash register. Yeah. He's a giant person. Yes. Well, okay, so so here's the thing. He's a very wide and, like, huge proportion person. He's very V-shaped. Uh, apparently he's under six feet tall from what I hear. Oh. Yeah, he's not a super tall guy, no, but I'm he is just very thick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I mean, I'm not going to talk shit about him or anything, oh, so but it's Steve's like, taller you know. than Dolph Lundgren, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't hit me with uh, your dick in my throat, dude. Damn. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> according, according to the internet, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is 6'5". Right. It says Vin Diesel is six foot tall, Ryan Reynolds is 6'2", and The Undertaker is 6'10". Here we go. Is The Rock really 6'5"? I feel like uh, he's more like... If he is six feet, he's like 6'1", six 6'2", six at the most. Because I've seen him with photos with other, you know, like athletes, and he's usually the shorter one. 
You know what it is? He's yeah. always taking photos with Kevin Hart, which makes everyone look six feet. I yeah, would well, look six feet next to it. Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would look six feet next to Kevin Hart. I mean, yeah. I think Marky Mark's like five, 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 six. Something yeah, he's like, like too, yeah, so. he's kind of, I think he's like my height. I think he's like five, nine, I thought. But, um, but yeah, you know, that's kind of Hollywood, though. Like, you just never know who's because the can't. I was just mentioning this in the podcast yesterday. It's insane that I didn't realize how short Tom Cruise was until I was well older. Like, I, there's the magic of cinema. You just, you know, it's insane. Well, that's just yeah. that the, the, the small compact guys are the ones who look great on screen. They do. And you fit better. Like, you just, it's easier. And also, like, when you're working with, you know, the, the average woman is not going to be as tall for the most part. So if you're going to have a lot of, you know, it's, you kind of want everybody to be the similar size. It's just easier to shoot. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's just easier to ship them cross country if all the celebrities fit in one box. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wahlberg's five, eight. So he's actually a little shorter than me. It's interesting. I didn't want to thought that. Mm. Well, you know, who is living large. The runtime of this movie, two hours and nine oh, minutes. Oh, <laughs> killed me, dude. It fuck it killed me, Steve. I was so mad. I in my head I okay, so um t- what is y'all's experience with this film? Had y'all seen it before? Uh I saw it like twenty fifteen, I think, the first time. Like it's kinda of rented it somewhere okay. and was like, Oh, okay, this is a, this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I think I saw it like 2014 and i think i red boxed this movie unfortunately um i was i would have been married still and we must have red boxed this movie and i remember seeing it and thinking i think that was a comedy (laughs) i was so confused (laughs) but i and and i just never thought of it again until when i when i saw the mark Wahlberg movies y'all wanted to cover i i recognized the name and i was like okay i think i remember liking it and I think I remember it being a really easy watch. Yeah, that wasn't the case now in 2022. No. Oh, okay, exact same thing. I remember kind of liking it. Like, okay, I mean, for Michael Bay, that's not a horrible movie. This time watching it, though, I was, like, getting pissed. It was a I, lot. No, every single character narrates throughout the oh entire movie. Oh, yeah. my God. So <laughs> much. So it's many. So much. So, so okay, so so it starts off. We see Marky Mark doing those like full hanging off a ladder sit ups with a GoPro strapped to his chest or whatever. Going, yeah. I'm tough. I'm the best. Ah! And, yeah. and and the cops show up and he's like, shit, scram! And we see it's like June seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. Which, by the way, and is then... my birthday. So I was ten years old when Marky Mark was running from the cops. Oh, oh shit! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not yet, but thank you. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It's Valentine's Day. Definitely not closer to St. Patrick's Day when people are going to be hearing this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we get the first bit of narration where Marky Mark's, Hi, I'm Daniel Lugo, and I believe in fitness as he's fucking sideswiped by a car. It's fucking great. I actually do like like, the first 10 minutes of this movie are actually kind of fun. I believe in freedom and fitness and America. Yes. I love how, like, it, I don't know. At first, you feel like, oh, this is going to be kind of, and it's gonna, it knows what it is. Like at first, you get this feeling, oh, this movie knows what it is. It's doing the satire, crazy over the top. This is going to be so fun. But for some reason, yeah, the, it just the when they first set the tone, it like it starts good. Yeah, and then it just 
loses it from there. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. basically there we cut back six months earlier and we get the whole, like, based on a true story. And I feel like in the version we watched, they cut... I remember it like comes up a couple times later in the movie. Yeah, it only were, came up one bun- other time. A this couple time. of pop ups because that was the thing we were making the most fun of. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, there's like one specific scene that I remember very specifically there being a pop up, and then researching it later, and that scene did not happen in the real story at yeah. all, and it was removed from this version we watched here. You know, this movie feels like the original. <laughs> like this was the su- like the original Suicide Squad. This was the Suicide Squad of its time. It feels like over the top, trying way too hard, lots of like extra words on the screen for no reason, and flashbacks. And, we're very and quirky and we're not like the other movies. <laughs> That's why you gotta buy my shirt that has my name on it, because I am not like the other designers. <laughs> oh, I love that accent so much. I so know, anyway, I find it's... it so sexy. Stop. I know, and I thought Steve was the impressionist in that in this couple. But... <laughs> oh no, Daniel, you're you're the master impressionist. Oh, so... <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah, so we get Daniel Luca talk about I believe in in America and steroids and you know I I idolize Rocky and Scarface and Goodfellas. That's gonna be me. And uh, yeah, he's a personal trainer and he's uh, he's training monk, uh, basically Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Who's like his new client who's just bragging about how much money he has. And, yeah. and can I just say, I love Tony Shalhoub in this movie. Every scene with Tony Shalhoub is a better scene. And he's a great, despicable oh, character. God. You are so mad you sympathize with him. I could watch a whole <laughs> show around this guy, this character. This like asshole rich guy is too entertaining for me. I was like, I need more Tony Shalhoub. Like, this is so good. Right? I want Tony Shalhoub as more villains as well. Get him in the Marvel Universe, guys. I would love, I would totally vote for that. Yeah. There you go. And we got this little montage of, uh, you know, Daniel teaching people, you know, how to get fit. <laughs> I swear he was holding a punching bag for Vladimir Klitschko at one point, And I'm like, wait a minute. There's definitely a guy who was supposed to look like Klitschko if it wasn't a Klitschko. And there's a part where the there's a part where Daniel looks in the mirror and he just kind of like looks. I've never done this before, and I guess because my self esteem has never been this high. But he looks at himself and kind of just goes like, "Yeah," and then just like continues on with his day. I'm like, man, could you imagine feeling that great about your body where you're just like, "Fuck yeah!" That's <laughs> me hot me piece every of morning, ass. bro. That actually is. He 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 used to sing the so fresh and so clean song to himself every morning. (laughs) Oh, I do that too, actually. I'm just like a swap monster who tries to avoid mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) So fresh and so clean, clean. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, he's also like uh, grifting old people and you know Miami stuff. Retirees going down there, and he's like getting them to like buy timeshares or something, but (laughs) they're not real. I don't know what. Uh, we instantly see him, uh, you know, doing a speech at his trial. Like, no, I believe in the American dream, and I'll never do it again. I just, I've learned my lesson. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. Guilty. <laughs> but did you and, hear me about second chances? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want me to start from the beginning? <laughs> How's your mother? Yeah, I love it. So yeah, I guess from there he went to jail for a bit, but we don't even see any of that just kind of skips to well but it does come up like a couple times in the first half of the movie that he's an ex-con and then that's how he that's how he ropes the other guys in because they're also ex-cons yes you're right um this is this uh this gym owner had a small gym 
and took a chance on him, even though he was an ex-con and he was able to triple yeah. the membership growth in like three months. <laughs> so like he's a, you know, he he's our uh, our regs to riches story in this. Yeah, uh, Daniel, do you remember how he almost triples the uh, membership? He gives uh, strippers a free membership, um, and that definitely helps boost membership to a gym It'd for sure. Work for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On, and, and honestly, here workers or workers, oh my god, strippers do have to work their asses off. So like, giving them like the first like six months free or whatever, get them used to it, get them like sort of hooked on it. You're like, right. The ones who make money are gonna come back. Just like Coke. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wait, first line's always free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spoiler that... for the second half of the movie. <laughs> oh, uh, this is also where we get the first of the uh, the Jimmy Woo commercials. Uh, Babe, how oh, would you describe yeah. Jimmy Woo? Oh my god, Jimmy Woo! Oh! He's definitely not the other crazy Asian guy I remember from my childhood who had 2 a.m. infomercials with, like, <laughs> Why are you so poor? Get out of my boat! Be a stripper! <laughs> Wait, are you referring to Tommy Vu? Yeah! 1980s king of infomercials? You guys, if you didn't stay up late watching those at like 2 a.m., what were you even doing with your life? So, is this like a parody character Michael Bay just threw in for the bit? Is... Uh, Daniel, no, this is based 1000% on a true story. <laughs> okay. So, oh, that's. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but yeah, it's based on Tommy Vu. Yeah, yeah do, you, do you remember the Tommy Vu commercials? I don't. I thought your Asian accent was was all spot on. Um, Wildly no, that, awful. That, yeah, that's pretty much what they are. It's like, why are you so poor? Be rich like me. I show you how. Yeah, yeah he had this like, super heavy accent. Like, when you watch them now, you're just like, there's no way this is real. And he's 100% a scam artist, so oh, yeah. it's not real. But the parts you think are not real are the parts that are real. Oh, is no. Like... All I remember is Miss Cleo and the Pick Up the Phone girls. Pick up oh, the phone. Yeah. You want to see these boobies? Well, you're not because this is only audio. You can hear these boobies. Yeah, you're going to hear them squish because it's hot in the call center. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Steve. You can hear me wipe. You remember my friend Allie with the Mohawk? Oh, yeah, I remember Allie. Allie was, she had a job for a while in Casper, Wyoming. Fuck at a yeah. call center <laughs> where for the Wyoming. first half of her shift, she had to do uh, visa uh, collections. And the second half of her shift was phone sex. Love it. <laughs> Oddly enough, also collecting a lot of visas. <laughs> right? No shit. That's the American well, dream pretty, right there. That was pretty much it. It was, it, it was cross-training. It was like... You're just getting like payment information. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, baby, but you and I both know that's not a valid Discover card number. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what we're we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Daniel, uh, not not our guest, uh, Daniel Lugo, uh, Marky Mark. We'll that's going to be a thing. Yeah, let's just go, Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. So, Marky Mark's getting like super jealous and desperate and angry and he's like i just want this fucking money why does why does tony shalhoub here have all this money and and johnny woo and all that shit uh-huh and and so uh he talks uh anthony mackie one of his workout buddies into joining him and he's like hey i think you're gonna be a dua don't I? what are you gonna be let's be a dua and, and i then... <laughs> i like that mackie has the biggest roid problem but he's also like the smallest out of all of them so like oh, by far. he's yeah. trying so hard to get bigger, but he just can't. And at some point, I, I, I think you're kind of around this part where he's talking to him about it. 
and I think he says something like, when these roids click in with this chocolate mass, <laughs> I'm going to look sexy as hell. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But he actually is good. Mackie is, is, is not bad in this movie either. He does a pretty decent job of being like the derpy friend that doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. By the way, uh, again, from the writer of Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who would have oh, thought yeah, that guy yeah, would Marky become Mark? Falcon? Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a uh, Falcon, the Scorpion King, and well, Max Payne, I guess. Whatever Marky Mark most memorable character is. A guy that can shoot in bullet time. That's an awesome yeah. power. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, Marky Mark goes to like a uh, lectures or whatever, yeah. where it's like it's a like Johnny Boo lecture. That's right. And he's yep. like, you gotta do three things: get a goal, get a plan, and get off your lazy American ass. Oh, you yeah. only need three fingers, babe. Because remember, then he cur- he, he. Oh, that's right. I like that bit. At the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. um. <laughs> it kind of reminds me. There's that one guy that they've done. He's also a sort of motivational leadership type workshop speaker. And he's like cusses a lot, and he talks about how guys are just, you know, total wuss bags now, and they need to fucking sack Tony up. <laughs> yeah, Tony Robbins, you know, yeah, good old banana fingers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and like it's this little old man, and it's one of the funniest clips I've ever heard. And he's just like this freaking bigot piece of crap that just talks all this shit about how people are so weak and they need to just nut up. Joe Rogan. <laughs> it, maybe like a Joe Rogan grandfather, like for real though. It's so freaking hilarious, yeah. man. But they're out there. Like, there's those guys that prey on dudes that are always, like, compensating. And they have, like, the giant tread tires on their truck. And they have balls hanging off the back of it. Because, you know, they're just trying to be as manly as they can. And those are the best guys to get to sell a timeshare to. No, absolutely. Or a moped or a (laughs) boat or (laughs) anything, you know. Like, yeah, all that stuff. Well, you know, Rich Mike, me. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, see, so the plan coming out of this lecture is, uh, cool, we're going to get this money from Monk. We're going to get him to sign over all the shit to us. Yeah, so <laughs> don't, don't you want to take those plump bitches out to dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, goddamn, from the writer of Thor Dark World. <laughs> right? Those plump bitches love to eat. You love those plump bitches. You need money to feed those plump bitches. And I'm like, oh, goddammit, I'm those plump bitches. <laughs> 2013 was great. <laughs> uh, but the third leg of this tripod is then introduced when we run into Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who's looking for a job. I guess it, the movie is in a lull for a while, like for a few minutes, and you're like, "Oh God, this is, is how much time is left?" And then the Rock shows up, and you're like, "Okay, I could give this a little more time because he's freaking awesome." As soon as he comes in, <laughs> and then fucking what's his name, uh, uh, Mackie is like asking him about his diet, and like he's like, "So when do you take in amino acids? Is it before or after the workout?" <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> he's obsessed with how freaking huge Dwight Johnson is, obviously. So it's freaking I mean, hilarious. <laughs> Got to get that secret formula. You yeah, know? <laughs> dude. What's your formula, dude? <laughs> yeah, we we get a little backstory where uh, yeah, The Rock got in trouble for robbery, and uh, we just get a, like a montage of him beating the shit out of dudes. Uh, but then he goes problem. to a church, and uh, you know. <laughs> He mm-hmm. finds Jesus and all that, and uh, yeah, smash cut to some strip club boobs. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say, like you know, growing up in the hood, I have met several dudes that come out as like Christians or newborn into religion, and they almost always relapse. I'm just saying, it sucks. But oh, of course, yeah. I think it's a temporary yeah. band aid, and then eventually, it just like 
Yeah, Jesus ain't gonna save you from your habit, man. You gotta save yourself. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I mean, I'm not trying to say, hey, maybe Jesus will help some people, but I don't know. Oh, true, true. I just see so many people like. It, I think that that's the way that the Dwayne Johnson's character, Paul. I think Paul Doyle, that character yeah. is so. That is something that's just so common in that kind of dude that just has a drug issue, goes to prison, and then like. They are reborn, then they punch a pastor, and then they do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pa- pastor, uh, you know, gently rubs their shoulder. He takes it the wrong way, beats the shit out of him with a shovel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah, it's common. Well, common. Well, well, when you were talking earlier about the, you know, the guy at the lecture offering them a, a plan to change their life for the better, and you know, yeah. it doesn't cost them much, just enough, you know, but the benefits are here forever and ever expanding and exponentially. Uh, you know. Those lectures are often held on Sundays. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way... Well, so I, oh, go ahead. I, th- I think a lot of that has to do with structure. Yeah. So to get into the life of, like, drugs and beating the shit out of people and whatnot, that's a type of structure as well, even if it's, like, a type of lack of structure. But it's, like, those are the people you're around, this is what they do and all of that. And then if you end up in jail, you're going to church, you don't have as much access, supposedly. Um, you know, it's... You, you can get into the structure where you make your life harder to mm. be involved in those things. And so it's easier to be like, yeah, I, you know, I found God and he's completely changed my life. And then when you get out, most people don't have a safe place to go. So they end up back in the first structure that got them there in the first place. And even if you're, like, going to the church, like, in reality... <clears throat> People who even, like, do go to church every Sunday. How many of you guys are reaching out to the ex-convicts in the back row? Yeah, no, there's a sense of of vulnerability and a sense of, like, just reverting back to a safe zone, you know, what you're used to. Yeah, it's always going to pull at you. Also, Jesus doesn't pay the bills, but, you know, heroin does. That's true. Yeah, and, like, you know, (laughs) it is tough. Yeah, and I didn't want to get too much into, like, the sickness of addiction. But, yes, it is very difficult to, like, shake that off, whether it's with religion or anything else. But, like, I think even, um, I think, is it, I think Paul does mention, like, he was was in um, AA before uh, when he's, like, later on in the movie. So, yeah, he definitely, like, has been through the process of getting clean before and, it's just a habit for him. And I was going to say, you mentioned, Steve, about the strip joint. And I want to ask yeah. you all this. Is Michael Bay, does he have, like, the mind? I feel, okay. So when Michael Bay tries to catch sexuality and, like, sex, it's like he's 14 years old. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why is he so, so Daniel, horny? What my, my next notes after strip club boobs are breast milk and HGH cocktails. <laughs> hmm. If that's a thing, I'm in. Uh, and then I have written down, this is what Michael Bay used to do for a living in the 90s when he was making music videos. He would go to strip clubs, say he was making a music video, whether he was or not, and then would end up fucking him for a week or two until it was like, oh, sorry, we lost the funding or something like that. <laughs> Which is exactly what Marky Mark does in oh, the strip club. Oh my god, dude. To meet his Bulgarian stripper girlfriend or whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, I also liked her a lot. Every scene with her in it is also (laughs) really fun. She's great. Like, that actress knew exactly who she was playing. She played it up big time. Yeah, she just chewed up scenery every time she was on, and I I was not hating it. I was like, oh, she's really fun. Right, you're, like, rooting for her in this movie, right? 
You totally like, you're are. like, yeah, you go to Hollywood and become an actress. You escape the Soviet Union. Yeah. By the way, her 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 little montage of her background is fucking bonkers. Like she's in a trunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's its own movie. Like a, a coyote <laughs> dude. Like he took her through Mexico and then she's on a cliff. And somehow she ended up in the United States. Like it was insane. Yeah, yeah. that is its own By the movie. way. Every single character introduced into this movie has their own, like, three to five minute self-narrated backstory that yep. they throw in, like, as they're introduced. Like, I never thought I would be in this position after serving five up in San Quentin for, you know, whatever. And, yeah. It's, yeah, because at some point they do show um, Paul Doyle's background. His is really action oriented he gets in a fight because he sees some dudes picking on this smaller guy in prison and he beats the shit out of him and looks like he nearly like kills a dude with a weight and the cops hold oh, him yeah. back and stuff and i'm like how did you get out if you were like killing fools in prison but i don't know i guess he made up for it at some point self-defense yeah uh, they have to prove it was you yeah yes, that's hey. true have you seen oz oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't believe poet went back in stupid oh. motherfucker <laughs> that's season three of oz no uh what happens from here oh yeah we find out uh anthony mackie has a erectile dysfunction but uh yeah that's, uh, that's okay side because effect. he meets the new love of his life yeah yeah talk about a weird and actually i don't know if this is part of the quote-unquote real story of this which i do plan on looking into after if we're done talking about this at some point but um i I can't imagine like going into the doctor's office because you, your your pee pee doesn't work because you're on steroids, and then you meet the love of your life, but your pee pee doesn't work. And she's like, "Well, you know what? I know how to get your pee pee to work, so like we can do this." <laughs> I just I found that so fucking weird, and it and honestly, I think that's what this movie's biggest problem is. It has like an identity crisis. It's like if you're gonna go yeah. insanely comedic and in, like just crazy. And I get it, like, some of this is pulled from reality, and it was because it was an insane um, story. But, like, play it up even more if you're going to go that route. Like, it's it, you got Rebel Wilson, who's doing Rebel Wilson stuff, and basically there's some parts in this movie where I think she's just doing a stand-up routine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I won't yeah. lie. I find Rebel Wilson kind of insufferable. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> one role I... <laughs> <laughs> don't hate her in like just maybe because the rest of the movie's so bonkers and she was still new to it, us like, here yeah and you're right like, yeah yeah is yeah. you're, you're totally right like she was super at this point in 2013 like she hadn't really been in much stuff and you were just like oh this is kind of cool this is different you know like i like her her whole vibe she has that dry kind of aubrey plaza type like delivery and she's funny and the whole interaction between them two where they're kind of hitting on each other on each other because there's sort of a bit where that uh, Mackie's character uh, really likes, you know, he likes the big BBWs. He likes those big, beautiful women. So really? <laughs> she's right up his alley. Well, well and he, he likes to call his penis Ernesto. <laughs> I yeah. do like and she's like, I do like that. <laughs> and, and what does she name hers? Like Vivian or something? Some shit like, like that. Like yeah. yeah. Ernesto, <laughs> such a weird name for a pee pee, dude. All right, Daniel, gotta ask what, what what's your dick's name? I I honestly have never ever thought about naming my dick. Me neither. 
I don't know. If uh, yeah, I don't know if that's. A, it feels very fraternity thing to do that. I never named it. It's it's just the guy that I hope always pulls through for me. <laughs> he's my yeah. Rudy, he's my Rudy. I'm just I'm just kind of hoping at yeah, the yeah, end yeah, he gets like, attacked. Oh, little Randy wants to get down. It's like it's that's the equivalent of talking about yourself in the third person. It's yeah. Like I don't name I my, my cars. Dick. I never name car. I think that's so fucking weird to name your car female name. Like what what what's up with that? guys oh, okay see, I, I, I do, do name my car i, do name I don't cars. i don't do that i just don't the, this is my theory with the na- giving the car a name i reckon you have something <laughs> see but see you have something to scream when it's uh not working correctly other than just motherfucker uh that's true but still naming it a do you name your car a woman's name or a man's name uh, i've named them all kinds of different okay names. okay my current one's a girl yeah see i think it's weird when guys always have to name their car a girl's name and it's like it's just weird to me. I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't it, like. Right. I don't like well, personifying well, anything, about, really. <laughs> well, but, all right. So let, let's pretend that you're going to name your your current vehicle. Do <laughs> For you the wa- three months before you run into a wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be like, "Come on, Gracie, just start"? I know it's a little cold out. Or would you rather be like, "Come on, Ernesto, just start for me, baby." <laughs> I feel like if it's Ernesto, it might pull through and actually turn on because you know we we get up and we start we get to work early. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know you're right. You're right. I guess it does feel a little better if it has a a nicer name to it. But yeah, I, I just never come on, done it. Vivian. You can do it. Just turn over. Vivian. <laughs> Come on, Rebel Wilson's pussy. Wait, that's a little different. <laughs> Do I, would you rather be like, come on, Vivian, or come on, Kevin? <laughs> come on, Gregory. By the way, sorry, Kevin is an excellent cat name. Kevin would be a terrible car name. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Eileen, please start this morning. There you go. We, it, yeah, Steve's truck is Gretchen. It's true. I would imagine with as, as cold as it gets where y'all are at, that is always a possibility. Because those cold, uh, those cold snaps can really kill your battery, too. I would imagine so oh, many yeah. people just wake up to a dead battery sometimes. That sucks. Oh yeah. I don't know how y'all do it. But and it's really annoying after you've spent the hour digging your car out of a few oh, feet of snow and have it not start. You definitely want something to scream in the the parkway, or, like you know, in your driveway. That's not just like, uh, oh motherfucker. Oh yeah. There's a reason Texas shut down once we had a few inches of snow. We don't know what the fuck to do with that stuff. I don't. I give y'all major <laughs> props. It's amazing. <laughs> It's probably anthrax or something. Stay inside. <laughs> it's raining cocaine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't say that. People fucking Go freeze to death out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, brain freeze. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We just have the ERs are full of people with water on the brain. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of water on the brain, we then go to a gun <laughs> store. Oh, and, yeah. uh,. I like how they're just like going to have like a fucking shopping cart and loading up with AKs and stuff. And oh yeah, they get this guy and... to sell them stuff because they see his striper sticker. And Paul's smart enough to like kind of relate to him because he knows striper since he got really into religion. Because yeah. uh, for those of y'all that don't know striper, Steve, give him a history of the band. <laughs> uh, they're a Christian rock band, apparently. Yeah. And, um, and they I, say I assume they're like songs. Slayer, but for the Lord. <laughs> No, yeah. no, they're candy stripers, Steve. They're dressed in little red and white outfits, go around at hospitals and train. Oh, candy strippers? What? Oh, <laughs> yes. Never has a typo worked so good in my favor. Yeah, they, that this is the most unbelievable part of the whole movie. I'm like, wait a minute. You just walked into this giant like armory place that sells all these crazy weapons in Dade County, and you tr- you 
get the guy to let you buy the stuff because y'all like the same badge. And they say, I think they're doing, like, security or something for Striper. Yeah, no background checks, no verifying their security, you know, business license or anything. They even let, he even offers to have them test the tasers on him. It's it's so Michael Bay, it makes me sick. Yeah. Uh, but this is also our the first time we're going to hear Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Uh-huh. They, oh, oh, yeah, they bought the rights to this bitch, and they were going to get their money's worth. That's for sure. Damn right. <laughs> Look, there could be worse musical riffs than a movie. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. I had to watch a movie recently that had Michael McDonald, uh, a Michael McDonald song, and it was killing me to death. So, yeah. <laughs> if I have to hear I'm going to be one more time, I'm going to be killing motherfuckers <laughs> up in this place. <laughs> Green. That's forty year old virgin. California dreaming. Oh, stop. Alright, so then then we get a little plan montage as they're getting ready to uh break into Monk's house and kidnap him and take all of his money. And so they I like this whole so bit. the first time they go to this house, they sneak in the night, they got their like, you know, black turtlenecks with slightly darker turtlenecks and yeah. they sneak up. Oh shit, he's having Shabbat. Get the fuck out. Fuck out. Abort. Abort. I like the bit of them yelling abort, mission abort. Like, it's so childish <laughs> that it did it yeah. did kind of get me. It's, like, it's so right. stupid. <laughs> and then we get take two where they decide, all right, we're just going to grab him in a parking lot. But dressed as ninjas and an alien for some reason. What? Yeah. And throw him in our rape van and drive off. Yes. <laughs> the bits are real in this so, one. So, Daniel, how's this go? You know, and honestly, this was actually not a bad idea because it it would have worked. I think it's insane that they keep wanting to steal Monk, um, like, in the middle of the day. But they decide to go back. They see a BMW, and they go back to the BMW where they thought he would be trying to put away whatever groceries he had or whatever. And they open the back doors. They go uh, both uh, Paul and... And uh, I forget what the fuck uh, Mackie's character's name is, but Adrian, I think. Adrian or yeah, something? Adrian yeah, Adrian and, and Paul go out to go get him. And they're, like, looking under the van because they're like, where the hell did he go? It's because his BMW was just, a, like, in another parking spot. They went to a, the wrong BMW, and then fucking uh, Daddy gets all pissed because he's like, I gave you the freaking license plate number. It says, like, what, what's it say on, on uh, Monk's... Uh, <laughs> license plate yeah something big something like badass one or yeah some 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 yeah generic daddy play and uh and so they're all freaking pissed off and it fails but honestly probably would have worked if they had gone to the right bmw it was like not a bad idea for like there to me i think danny's danny lugo's character (laughs) is doing like um trying to run plans that he's seen in movies is what it looks like yeah 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 very childish yeah he, he's trying to be good fellows but he's only seen the movie like once in really several years <laughs> and ago. he's stupid as shit so yeah 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 but uh so so they gotta they, they gotta improv a little bit so uh i think it was like mackie walks over to uh to monk and basically monk's like what what the hell are you doing what, what are you gonna do and then he pulls out the taser and basically tases them like directly into the temple. Yes. And you see like the slow mo spit coming out I of the monk's mouth. I actually kind of like that shot. I didn't have to sit so long on it, but I did actually think that was kind of hilarious <laughs> to, to, to see Tony Shalhoub spit out water in slow motion. 
And he is such an yeah, asshole yeah. that you kind of want to see him get fucked up. Like, you don't want to see him get killed, but you also don't feel bad every time he gets fucked up a little bit. It's because he's such a piece of shit. And honestly, I love the fact that I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this is sort of close to reality, but I love the fact that the reason <laughs> cops didn't believe him was... Like he's such he's he's kind of an asshole. He's like a Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. He's super rich and he doesn't like anybody. So yeah. Oh yeah, because we also get his backstory where he's like, my my father left Germany in 1943 and I was raised in Colombia and I got involved with Escobar and his people. Then I moved to Miami to turn legit. And, and then yeah, when he's talking to the cops later, they're like, so what? Uh, says here you're Colombian. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the 90s, yeah. that was the big drug. There was, a, like, all the fucking drug stuff was going on. So they didn't – the cops didn't want to be looking like they were trying to help a Colombian. So a little bit of, like, and racism like, no, comes I'm a place. legal immigrant who has a legitimate yeah, like business. He... I'm like the deli king. Yeah. I make sandwiches because salads are for poor people. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like his, like, I like that bit. salad rant when, yes. when Marky Mark's like, have you tried eating a salad? Sal's revenge by poor people. <laughs> Eat a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Proteins are for the rich, bitch. <laughs> Again, Tony Shalhoub's character character might be the worst character in this whole show, and he's going to be the victim, which is that's what's so, so hilarious. Fun. Yeah, there's really no one good in this movie. <laughs> No. It blows my I mean, mind. Even Ed Harris, it's like, well, yeah, he's he's uh, he's in the gray area for sure. He's making a lot of money, and he's I guess he's like a PI or something. But yeah, it's, it's like... yeah, he's like a retired detective turned PI or something. But it, we, we got a while till he shows yeah, up. Yeah, we're think. getting there eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, they take Monk and they basically take him to a, 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 I don't know a dildo factory or something that the Rock's been hanging out at. Right, and <laughs> that's insane too. That looks like a. Could you imagine a like in one of the Saw movies where it was in like a weird dildo warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's Saw sixty nine. <laughs> nice. You've made a lot of money selling dildos. Now we're gonna see how many dildos you can you can put inside yourself. <laughs> if you could fit eight dildos into your asshole, <laughs> then the lock will unhinge and you'll be free. Dude, I want Porno Saw, dude. <laughs> that might be a hit. It's just called Nah. <laughs> it's insane though, and I do like, I do like uh, the Rock's character Paul reacting to all these sex toys, and it's like all that cliche macho shit. He's just like, oh, there seems to be a lot of like homosexual stuff in here. He doesn't say it like that, but he's like yeah. reacting to seeing all this stuff, and I think it's supposed to be Danny's cousins place like warehouse place something like that yeah. it's very vague but yeah they have a they yeah. have a saw warehouse yeah. yeah yeah but uh and okay so they have monk tied up and marky mark's doing like this hispanic accent like you never thought we'd find See, i thought it was italian <laughs> i thought it was italian <laughs> I it, oh, right. I could, I, maybe it is I mexican thought... or cuban or something yeah, I thought he was trying to be Colombian yeah. and like kind of make him think like, yeah, the reason you're kidnapped is because Escobar, you know. He was trying to do it like a Scarface, like a Cuban Scarface accent, maybe. Maybe that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, you're right. Al Pacino you thing. You think I got these scars eating pussy? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 of course, Monk is like instantly like knows exactly. Smells who the it cologne. Is, like... He smells his fucking horrible cologne. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's. 
then we over narration we get monk saying like i knew as soon as i brought it up my fate was already sealed i'm a fucking dead man yeah because he kind of like, yeah, pretty much and i do that is one of the few um that's one of the few uh internal monologues that i actually kind of liked because or not even it yeah. just monologue in general uh, because our narration, because he's like literally saying, like, I let my temper get to me. Like, if I hadn't gotten so angry, I wouldn't have let him know that I knew who he was. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he did sort of seal his fate that way where they were maybe probably going to have to kill him because then they would know that he was. A... Yeah, if I was in that case and I already knew the asshole that was trying to kidnap me, obviously I would try not to reveal that I know who it is because that's going to oh, fuck no. you over pretty, pretty big. But yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? I do like the whole – this is probably one of the better scenes that, that uh, Marky Mark does because he kind of – he gets easily triggered because he has a chip on his shoulder. Even though he doesn't even really seem he came from like any type of real struggle, I think he's just a spoiled little bitch that doesn't really – didn't really know how to really work for his money or whatever. I don't know in real life the character, but just his character gives off that vibe. But – I, I I think it was that like he came he came from being poor and it wasn't like necessarily like living on the streets poor but he just always felt like he had nothing and he felt yeah. looked down upon by people who had stuff yeah so he just assumes that anybody who talks down to him is talking down to him because they like know he's poor kind of a thing yeah and that happens when you have an occupation where you're gonna be helping people that have money like if you're going if you're a gym trainer and you your people are paying hourly to like or whatever like extra fees for you to work directly with them you're mostly going to be working with rich people so it's kind of like you're always getting you're always feeling that that envy i guess if you're that kind of person that loves money and so I think, yeah, I think it's very triggering. And I think he always felt like he didn't amount to much. Honestly, it's very akin to his character in Boogie Nights, who always felt yep, like he didn't yep, do enough and he just never got the right, you know. I bet he had a parents that loved him, but he just was like, I want to be rich one day and I fucking, <laughs> you know, like he just gives yep. off that bratty attitude a little bit and he loses his shit. Oh, absolutely. You know, and he starts. Yeah, totally. And it's kind of the same like with Boogie Nights. Like later in this movie, when he gets a little bit of success with it, it goes directly yep. to his head. Because he's soft, man. It just gets worse and worse from there. Yep. That's yeah. the worst. But he does a good uh, job of playing that kind of character. I, and it kind of makes me feel like maybe oh, totally. it's not that far from. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I, I feel like Donnie Wahlberg or, Wahlberg's doing the same thing every night. Yeah. He's like, why Why does Mucky Muck have a steady fucking gig and I'm still doing Blue Bloods for fuck's sake? I just saw, I just saw his brother on a billboard at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio because his little boy band is playing here at some point. Like, like dude, could you imagine? St- <gasps> NKOTV? Yeah. What, what'd you say? <laughs> Is that New Kids on the Block? Isn't that? Did you just say all the letters? N K O T. God, I hate you. Why? Do you, why would you say it like that? <laughs> I th- For brevity and wit. I don't know. <laughs> it, it threw it threw me so I've never heard it like that. I was just like this son of a bitch. <laughs> but yes, yes, the New Kids on the Block. Yes, Daniel, you need to hang around more women. That's all. I, I guess I do. I don't. You're right. Women don't like me. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then we get a montage of calls where uh, basically they're telling Monk like, "Hey, you need to sign over all your shit," and you know, "Oh yeah, yeah, we work with Mister uh, whatever Grigo, whatever the hell his name is." 
we need to transfer this to this and blah 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 and it's for like something like 30 days or whatever there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of scenes where like Tony Shalhoub and The Rock he's like trying to convince The Rock that he's a good guy and you should let him go kind of a thing and there's like a whole scene where like The Rock blesses him like do you accept Jesus Christ in your life and he's like yes yes I do yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy you can crazy. convert to Christianity like within five seconds it's pretty awesome well, he's then, doing it to try and save his life. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He had to go with the flow for sure. Yeah. Well, then Marky Mark also tells his girlfriend, you know, he's not a video director. He's actually working with the CIA, and that's why he's doing all kinds of weird hours and shit like that. She's like, oh, I knew it. Can you make me a deputy or something? Yeah, I can totally deputize you. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> retarded. And then, uh, uh, yeah, the scene where, like, Tony Shalhoub, like, undoes his straps and makes a run for it. And The Rock fucking knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. I actually like that sequence. It's really good. I think Tony... Oh, and The Rock just great. like, I'm so sorry, my friend, yes. but you can't leave yet. Like, he looks oh, like a, so like nuts. He does a great job of playing like a psychopath. Because he's always... He seems very right? bipolar. Because he can be incredibly friendly and sweet and patient and um, heartfelt. But then and warm and then but then all of a sudden it, there's this like a switch and he's like I didn't want to have to punch you in the face but that's what I do and like I'm good at it but you shouldn't have ran like it's like it's very much like of mice and men like he'd be petting the rabbits and you have to like fucking kill him behind his back <laughs> right yeah because yeah. <laughs> he's just like such a loose cannon just kind of insane he's a he's, he's insane but he does such a good job of capturing yeah. that character it, it, he yeah, starts calling uh, him Pepe, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Pepe, like, what? What you? No, you, you don't call him Pepe. He's, he's the prisoner, or something like he's that. He's my friend. His name is. Pepe. <laughs> like, stop acting like you've known him since eighth grade. No, he said we were friends, and so we were friends. Yeah, dude, it's so yeah. funny. Oh, so then we get into Operation Honeypot, the next game. Yeah, and uh, this is where Izzy kept kept mentioning in this scene. Is The Rock wearing lipstick? The Rock is wearing lipstick, like magenta lipstick. It matches the hookers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's at a... They're at a strip club, and they're trying to... They're basically watching uh, Frank Griga, who's apparently the third richest man in Miami. He's like a porn king or the something like that. porn king in Miami. There. Well, and then from this here on out, for the rest of the movie, I noticed The Rock's lipstick, and I don't know if he was wearing lipstick for the whole movie yeah. or if it starts here, but this scene was... He like he had the exact same color lipstick on, like not like in a she, he'd been kissing or just in a like they're the makeup person got lazy sort of way like shimmery magenta lipstick. Hmm. I did notice they were glossy, and I remember in my mind I didn't write yeah. it down, but I was like, boy, he's hitting that fucking uh, that chapstick hard, or like putting on some lip gloss. Yeah. And I think it may have popped oh, the color man, a little. He really likes he really likes that chap eyes. <laughs> It's like yellow cool. It's the dollar store one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His his lips are like glistening for a long, for like the rest of the movie. So yeah. Uh, so what happens? Oh yeah. So they get all the forms signed by uh, by by Monk by Tony Shalhoub. Um, and he takes them in to like to the bank or whatever, and he's like, "Ooh, there's just one little problem. Uh, these forms need to be notarized." Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to sign off on seeing you and Mister Shalhoub or whatever. Uh, you know, signing the documents and it's like, fuck, fuck! Wait a minute. My boss at the gym, he's a notary, right? 
And so he goes and talks to uh, Rob Corddry playing his boss. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, you, you're, you're still a notary, right? Can I, uh, can I borrow your stamp? What? No. Why, why would I do that? I actually really love um, Danny's uh, reaction to this because he's losing his temper because he doesn't understand what a notary is. And when, when he hears Rob Corddry, he's like, yeah, you can't borrow it. Like, it's incredibly important. You cannot borrow it. He goes, what the fuck are notaries, man? <laughs> like, he's just so yeah. he's just so <laughs> overwhelmed with, like, who are these people I've never heard of that you can't sign documents without them seeing you sign it? <laughs> I assume it's you're, like, a priest or something. Yeah. And you can just, like... You know, do my wedding, right? Can you just Fuck. bless this document so I can get my money? It's really, really funny. I that was that actually kind of got me a little bit. The whole interaction between yeah. them two is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, but then he finally wins him over with, "Hey, uh, you still looking for a sponsor for your?" Uh, I, I guess he like sponsors the Muscle Man competition there at the gym, or or is it like a wet T-shirt contest. I don't really know. It's some, it's some kind some of, sort of event, there. event, yeah, where they need sponsorships and they, they weren't going to be able to hold the event because they lost all their sponsors because of Chapter 11. And so then that's, yeah, that's when he's able to bribe them, basically bribe him into signing the documents without actually witnessing it. So it does work out yeah. and um, they get approved, man. This, they get a fucking $3 million house and like $500,000 in cash. It's crazy. I can't believe this actually happened. Right. Yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, it happened apparently, and uh, and now they're like, all right, well, it's been thirty days, and we got everything we can. Now we need to kill Victor. Yep. And they are such. I okay. I'm not trying to say. I'm just saying. How would you do it, Daniel? Easy. I would not have done it. I would have had his money already, and I would have had a. I can think of ten people that could kill somebody if I needed them to kill them for money. And that person would be dead, and I wouldn't have had my hands on it at all. Anyways, I'm glad that y'all are my friends, because y'all will always be okay in my book. <laughs> look, look, if I'm these guys, I'm in this situation, the way they try and do it is set up a car accident. You guys are in Miami. Yeah. Get him drunk and have him drive off a pier. Yeah, there's lots of bridges yeah, out like, there. They yeah. thought of the most, like... Let the ocean do their work. They, yeah, they thought of the most calculated, bullshit ways to drink. Like, it's just like, what are y'all doing? What it is, is it's dumb guys trying to be smart. Yeah. They're trying to be too smart. Oh, shit, it's that episode of Sunny in Philadelphia where they try to fake their own death. Yes! It, it, oh my god, it absolutely is. But, like, seriously, you're rich now. Pay someone to just get rid of him. Like it's not that hard. No, they don't want to. They don't. They don't want to. <sighs> they don't. You know. They. 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 They're the smart guys. They're the plan guys now. And then none of them are killers, quote unquote. So like, even you know, even Paul Doyle's character, like he's the most violent out of all of them, and he can't do it because he has built this sort of connection to Vic, uh, Vic's character, Victor or whatever his name is. And so, yeah, so yeah. so the Rock's character is crazy because he is absolutely the most violent, and yet he's also the most tenderhearted. Yes, because it is like a like almost a bipolar switch. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, we got to say goodbye to your friend. No, I don't want to say goodbye <laughs> to my friend. Well, but he can't be here with us anymore. And it's like, meanwhile, this guy has the most body count of the whole crew. Yes. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I could not. I what really got me was okay. So they they. They get him really drunk. 
they throw him in the I think in a jeep or some they throw him in a, in some sort of vehicle. Um, I think it's like a little, it's like a little sedan. Or, yeah, it's like a little Camry. Yeah, a little or Camry, a little yeah. cheap, cheapy, cheapy peepee car. And they put him in there, and Mackie fucks up. Adrian's uh, is the character, and he fucks up and he puts his seatbelt on. So when they press the gas, <laughs> he runs into this bulldozer and he survives it because he has a seatbelt on. And so they're like, "Well, fuck it. We have a, a a can of like propane or whatever in the back. Let's just blow the car up." So it blows up the back of the car. <laughs> Then you see Tony Shalhoub come out with his hair on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's so drunk because apparently he filled him up with chocolate schnapps. Yeah, like chocolate schnapps. <laughs> so it's so ridiculous. It's like some cartoon shit. The, yeah. This is like one of the best scenes of the movie. Though, it really is. Tony Shalhoub is so drunk he's out of it. Like he doesn't even know what's happening. Oh. And he just won't die. <laughs> I won't you die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they even, like, knock him down and start running him over with, like, a Land Rover or something. Oh, yeah, like, I was over like, all head. right, now you have to run your friend over because that didn't work. It's like, I don't want to run my friend. You have to run Pepe over. It's, you know, otherwise we're all going back to jail. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's, like, running over and he still doesn't he It reminded me of Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever. He's like, why won't you die? And he shoots him with a rocket launcher. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God! What, by the way, was directed by someone very similar to the way Michael Bay directs. Uh, but yes. Oh yeah, Joel, Joel Schumacher, Schumacher, very colorful as well. Yes, yeah. they're they're actually they could imagine if they directed a movie together. Holy shit, our brains would have exploded. Holy shit, so many exploding boobies. <laughs> so many, so many nipples. <laughs> Look, guys, what we really, really want is for John Woo to come back. John Woo, come back! Yeah, come on, come back. America's sorry, we need you. What if John Wait. Woo did the Transformers movies, guys? Dude, we love Woo. I'm sorry. <laughs> we love Woo. We love Woo. We love Woo. What the? That's the new podcast. The racist four-year-old with that. <laughs> hey, y'all did Asian we accents. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm high on drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That's a joke. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm on whiskey. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, speaking of high on drugs, we then cut to the hospital where uh, Tony Shalhoub lives, and he's IDing Daniel Lugo, and he's telling the story about how these ninja bodybuilders showed up and started beating him with dildos and getting him to sign all of his stuff over. And uh, yeah, it was like, sir, we found seven ten-inch black cocks in yep, your trunk, and you're drunk, and your blood alcohol level is like three times the legal limit. Also, it says here you're Colombian, so... It says here... It says here you're... Yeah, you're, we can't trust you. We don't want to support you, so, like, fuck you. And also, he's being an asshole, too, throughout this whole... Se- well, it, oh, understandably, yeah, yeah. though, he's been through a whole bunch. Oh, Ed Harris's character says it coming up here shortly the best way. Like, he's a very difficult man to like. Yeah, I, yes, <laughs> I love... Yes, yeah, Ed Harris is, like, the voice of reason in this movie. Right. Yeah, and this is when he's actually coming into the movie. Yeah, right because, about here. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, like Daniel and them, they're like already playing. Like, oh shit, he survived. And he's in the hospital. No loose ends. We got to go in there and finish this. Uh, but Tony Shalhoub, I guess, called Ed Harris or something. Or and, and so now he's narrating, and I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here with this narration. Yeah, it's uh, so much. But he's just like retired detective living on like star island or something somehow don't worry about it i'm sure drug money was involved oh it's because uh so he was like third generation in the detective yeah agency, a... 
plus he had been a cop for like 20 years so he just pension yep, it's a legacy and then he they, must be nice yeah and then uh he mentioned something about his wife made sure they never had to worry about money but then they didn't really say what the wife said by the way the wife did the his wife low-key is fucking hilarious in this movie like she only gets a few oh, little yeah, bits yeah. Oh but she's freaking hilarious <laughs> You know what? You said Ed Harris is the voice of reason. She's the voice. She might of be the voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it She's is. She's like, why don't you just dump him as a client and actually retire? <laughs> I feel like just remove yourself from the situation, honey. Who's the, who's the voice of reason between y'all two? <laughs> oh, Carrie. Oh, Steve. It's me. Ah. Oh, Absolutely, Steve. I'm, Daniel. I'm the wild card. If you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm the Charlie. Oh like. my God, you're the Charlie. <laughs> I'm the Charlie. Christ, that's terrifying. <laughs> But fun as well. Uh, that sounds very fun. Who am I in the show? Oh, we've talked about it. You're Dennis if Dennis wasn't like if Dennis had a, a soul. sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. If Dennis had a soul, it'd be Steve. And if Steve didn't yeah. have a soul, he'd be Dennis. Yeah. Me and, it'd be me horrifying. And Steve are a couple of Dennises for sure. I think that's why uh, yeah. I think I, I can I can relate to you quite a bit. That's <laughs> why, why we take to podcasting. <laughs> They're, they're... Our egos are through the roof. Yeah, don't look, don't, don't look through our trunks. You're gonna see a lot of like, like duct tape and <laughs> binding look, things. Look, they, they all know the implications of looking into that trunk. Right? It's for fixing things. I like to fix. <laughs> it's the implication. You know what? I don't. I'm not here to answer these questions. They started a podcast. By I'll leave my sight, minion. Meanwhile, Steve's asking me why I'm drinking paint. <laughs> And I say that unironically because I am an artist and I, Smell you know, when paint. you're painting your watercolors and you get your watercolor water that's full of paint, you got your cup of tea, they, they, be, you, you sometimes mix up the cups. It's not on purpose. Yeah. Be, Nobody wants to drink the paint water, but the paint water gets drunk. Yeah, be one with your art. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as I'm not using like the heavy metals like cadmium. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's great. <laughs> so where are we? <laughs> I don't know. Steve will be right back. Did he leave? Oh, Jesus Christ. He left. Uh, the kitties are running around like morons, so he's calming how many, down. How many cats do y'all have? have? We have three. Okay. We have my 20-year-old old man. Oh, my God. He's going to be 21 this Amazing. year. Who... Like, as soon as he met Steve, thought Steve was God's gift cats. Uh, and it completely abandoned me. Yeah, you, you're a traitor. And then um, he had a he had a buddy who passed away. Sorry about that. And he, Pickles was very lonely. Aw, thank you. Uh, so we adopted two torty kitty girls named Cameron and Poe. Yes, Nicolas Cage's character from Con Air, Cameron Poe. <laughs> like it. I like it. Our kitty who passed away, by the way. I had before I met Steve, and I named him Caster Troy because I loved him to pieces, but he was the worst goddamn cat I ever had in my Caster life. Caster Troy. He, he, he was a super villain. I loved him. He, he, he kept life interesting, but he was a super villain, and anyone who met him will tell you the same. There are no bad cats except for Caster Troy. Caster Troy is such a fucking name, too. That is like the best Hollywood villain name. Of all time. It is. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. And then we had him cremated, so we have a little box that says Caster Troy. That's dope. <laughs> That's great. That's dope. I'm cur so my current girlfriend, she has four cats. And so at some point, Ooh. if we do end up moving together, I will be adopting four cats into my life. And I've never owned a cat my whole life. 
Oh, so you'll be like Steve. Steve had never really had yeah. cats until now. So I'm going to be getting into the. Cat well, just so you know, they'll all adopt you because they don't. Cats love uh, love what they can't have. <laughs> I love the ones who. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of dogs, just like women, but uh, never had the pleasure to own a cat. I think I was always supposed to be a cat owner because honestly, dogs have always found a little overwhelming, and um, I like things that are a little indifferent to me. So. Um, uh, and like maybe like they'll show me love, but then they'll you know go and do their own thing. And I feel like cats are more that rhythm. So, oh yeah, that's that's definitely it. And some cats are needier than others. In fact, my needy cat, I think, is trying to get in my lap. But uh, yeah, it's you know it's what's nice about cats is like we can we can go on a couple of day vacation, and I can just leave a big bowl of food and a big bowl of water and a clean litter box. And they're a little lonely, but really, they slept for 90% of it. Just like guys, am I right? (laughs) You cannot do that with a dog. No, dogs will just go, they'll rip everything apart just out of anxiety. Yes. uh... Are they inside this pillow? No. Maybe they're inside the couch. Get them out of the couch. And with dogs, like whether you're gone for five minutes or three days, it feels the same to them. Like they go insane. Yeah, and cats are just so much more self-efficient. Yeah, but like, is the cats get a... A bad rap for, like, not being lovable. Yeah, because they still but... miss you. They still miss you. Oh, yeah, yeah they totally, totally miss you. And, like, they, they definitely will get into, like, the rhythms of, like, their snuggle the time. Routine. And, yeah. yeah. And so, like, like for one of our cats, it's, like, once every three days she's interested in getting snuggles. But when she wants snuggles, goddammit, she becomes the snuggliest cat in the house. Yeah. yeah. Versus, like, uh, my, my Velcro cat, Poe, She's in my lap three, four times a day. Like in the morning when I'm having my coffee, she's in my lap. Got to have my lap. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping at least one of the cats. I think one of the cats likes me. His name's Garfield, and he's he's a mouthy cat. He's very vocal and um, very um, he's he's just very uh, extroverted. So he he, right away, he just started liking me. So hopefully that's going to be the cat that puts up with me. We'll see, <laughs> but um, the other ones seem a little more shy. They're, they're I'm gonna have to earn their attention at some point, so we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, they'll they'll if you if you get the opportunity, they'll they'll get used to your rhythm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and the you know my girlfriend's rhythm is much more. She's so chill and like calm, and I'm like this like just belligerent, just kind of steps too hard and closes things too loud kind of guy. So I need to, I need to chill. I'm going to have to, like, be much calmer so I'm not freaking out animals. Uh, <laughs> so, But that's what happens when this you live alone. This has been cat talk. <laughs> this has been cat talk for the last five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Steve, cut this part out and make it a mini episode. Cat uh, talk. Super cat talk. Cause it's cat, cat coming talk. soon. Cat talk with Daniel and Izzy. <laughs> Woo! So uh, uh, we're, we're some, I'm sure whatever scene is coming up next, someone's yelling. Uh, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they go to the hospital, and apparently it takes them an hour to find uh, where Tony Shalhoub is because, I don't know, they don't know colors, I guess. Because there's, like, the colored lines. Right. And oh, in the hospital? They can't follow them. I remember that, and they don't have that anymore. At least I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember where the lines oh. used to go to certain areas. And I looked at Steve and was like, these guys would never survive in a subway. Because yeah, right? that's all subways are. Yeah. I love seeing Mackie's character like on his hands and knees trying to follow the yellow line as to where it goes. It's yeah. so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, but uh, but eventually they get to Shalhoub's uh, room and they find out he checked himself out and the cops don't give a fuck, so celebrate good times. Come Let's on. Let's spend all our money on shit. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, then we get a scene where uh, Adrian and Rebel Wilson are fucking with needles and nunchucks and shit, and I'm like, yeah, nothing about that's turning yep. me on. I don't know about you guys. Yep. Could have shaved that out of the movie. <laughs> Would have been all right. Not, yeah. not my thing. <laughs> Could have cut this down to two hours pretty easily. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but, one of them gets, by the uh, way, yeah, one of get... them gets one of those um, uh, Plymouth Prowlers, which was famous uh, akin to the Nightman. I don't know if you've ever seen that that um, superhero show that was out for just like from the 90s, from the nineties. Yeah. Nightman. He drove a oh, Plymouth Prowler. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 not the Sunny. <laughs> The, the other yeah, night, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it this guy doesn't want to pay the troll toll. <laughs> See, I thought it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was one of the spiders. No, it's a pro. I recognize that piece of shit car from anywhere. I guarantee you, that is a Plymouth Prowler. Yeah, it's, up, it's up there with like the PT Cruiser. Yes, shit, uh, like, when Chrysler uh, was why, just why making people? all the mistakes with cocaine. So yeah, it's a piece of shit car. Uh, but yes, I noticed it right away, and I just needed to point that out. My apologies. Oh, you can't not notice that oh, car God. when it comes on the screen. It's ridiculous. Like, and for anybody out there who's not familiar, look up just like shitty sport cars from the '90s. There was a <laughs> oh, plethora fool. of them. Like I said, was it one of one of the spiders? Because there were like seven spiders. Every company came out with a spider, and they were all ugly, and they all fell apart after like two yeah, years. There's just so many gross sports cars in the '90s. I think. All the guys that were making cars at that point, because they were guys, because they're just idiots and they didn't have the smarts to just bring in a woman that actually knows how to create things. Uh, and they would just be like, yeah, like, um, let's just make something sexy with hips and shit and, like, what is, get something that's going to get me hard. And then they came out with the Prowler. Well, I think it was like we're, the, like cars were in a weird thing where, like, all the, all the like, Shelbys had retired. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, we got to do something completely different from those assholes. <laughs> because those guys were incredibly creative, but they were totally assholes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Homer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, these were the Sega Genesis years, baby. It was all about fucking just being yeah. edgy as shit. Yeah. And, but also being made of plastic because it's lighter and yeah, cheaper. Yeah, all plastic, baby. Including our boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, spoiler alert. Yeah, more on that later. So yeah, so oh yeah, so uh, Adrian and Rebel Wilson—they're engaged. They're moving into a new house. Apparently, off-screen, The Rock is now banging the Bulgarian girlfriend, yep. and I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. They made like one comment about like like the Bulgarian girl, like they like she has like one little scene where she's like, yeah, Mikey Mike is very tired of me, so he just passed me off to his friend. But that's okay because he pays a lot of attention to me and gives me all the money I want for cocaine. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Ed Harris goes to see Victor at the motel that he's living in now because he has no money and he's still, like, recovering from his injuries and all that. And he's like, all right, I'll I'll uh, I'll help you out. Help you get your money back. And then we get a scene where Marky Mark is playing basketball against a bunch of, like, <laughs> eight-year-old kids on a seven-foot hoop. Oh, yeah, so he's moved into <laughs> like Tony Shalhoub's mansion, yeah. made friends with the neighborhood, because he's pretty charming, and then is like, yeah, I play, I put a basketball hoop in. You want to bring your kids over? I'll yeah, I used to coach basketball. And he just... 
Yeah, and then he's just like, yeah, that's how you lose, motherfuckers. You gonna be a crybaby and tell on me? Or you gonna be a fucking man? You can grow some hair on your fucking balls. And then afterwards, when they're having like a fucking juice box, he's like, that's how you get chicks, bro. You gotta get muscles. <laughs> he tells he tells one kid that he saw his mom checking him out and that he'll be a stepdad in a week. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. And, I, you know, that's something I noticed, like, once I hit my 30s and I was single, I was like, wow, if I'm playing online and a kid really does cuss at me, I could technically fuck his mom. You know, like, I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't, but, like, it's just crazy. Like, I'm at the age where, like, oh, like, it's, it's moms now. Like, they have kiddos. Yeah. yeah. All right, Daniel, have you ever spite fucked <laughs> No, no, I haven't, but it, it is nice to know oh, I could. Oh, Daniel, with his high morals. <laughs> I told Steve when we first started dating, I was a little raw from my last relationship, and I was like, hey, so I really like you, but if you ever cheat on me, I will fuck one of your friends and I'll tell you which one. That's a good bit. I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And at least he was like, oh, so we're not fucking around? Yeah, that's some serious <laughs> shit. I love that. <laughs> I heard that somewhere and I'm like, that might be the greatest threat a woman can ever make to any man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, up, it's up there with uh, raping somebody with a hobo's penis, right? <laughs> hey, I was clear of that That's when you know it's for real, Steve. You're like, okay, yeah, I, I got to take this serious. I need to, I need to step my game up. <laughs> yeah. I was instantly like, yeah, just one second. I got to text my mom. <laughs> uh, but then I met his friend. I know. I was going to say, I bet his friends are so fucking sweaty. I just feel like Steve has such sweaty friends. <laughs> Great. They're kind of too lazy to be sweaty. Oh, okay. I, oh, yeah. I didn't think that route. Okay, so they're like they're just lethargic. Although at the time, your 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 friend you were seeing the most was a bodybuilder. Well, true. Uh, and he was already fucking all your other friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got those muscles, bro. He's gonna be my stepdad. I, yeah, I just, I just gotta fuck when I gotta fuck. I just gotta go. Shout out to Jay, man. I hope you're making all the money. Hell yeah, bro. All right, so uh, where were we? We were uh, beating uh, up some kids at the basketball court. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so Ed Harris, he starts going around interviewing people, and they're basically like, yeah, Victor was a dick, but the, the new guy that owns the business and stuff, Marky Mark here, he's awesome. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah, they're going around all like, yeah, Victor, Victor told me that uh, I was a fat fuck and he was going to fire me, but Marky Mark, he's great. Yeah. He told me I'm a winner. Yeah, so then, uh, then we go to a neighborhood watch meeting in uh, Marky Mark's new neighborhood. He's running mm -hmm. the, the, the presentation, and uh, The Rock is storing mountains of cocaine just <laughs> right up the nose. And, <laughs> and as I've written down, uh, so they bring the Bulgarian girlfriend up, and uh, they ask for a volunteer rapist from the crowd, and everybody gets yeah. falling over the Yeah, cycles. all the neighbors to this neighborhood look like they could play different um uh, like Sonic fast food restaurant commercial characters. Like they just all look like guys oh, totally. that would be in that car, but they're all <laughs> raising their hands, to like go and pretend to rape this girl. Oh God, Michael Bay, you piece of garbage. You know, this wasn't real. Like, yeah. He added this. It's just, it's, it's just what the fuck. And then like, and then Paul Doyle, uh, uh, the rocks character is like, I will fuck you up. If you put a hand on it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, man, it's a role play. Calm down. Yeah, bro. he, by the way, Paul, 
Paul Doyle, he's one of those guys that when he decides he's going to do coke, he really does coke. This guy goes full-blown, full balls to the walls, in love with the cocoa. Man, he goes hard. Look, he's not a 75%er no. in life. He gives 100% of everything Ooh, he does. He goes full Ric Flair. This guy's just fired up. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of wrestling, he also pulls out the, I hit rock bottom on the 20th floor. I'm like, hi, Very son nice. <laughs> I wish I could smell, but I have too much coke. <laughs> My nostrils are <laughs> clogged. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then we get to see where uh, yeah Ed Harris signs up the gym and uh, Marky marks his uh, trainer or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, uh, so what about this and this and this?" And then he like casually, "Yeah, it was uh, recommended by my friend Victor. You know him?" He's like, "Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. What's he been up to?" And uh, nobody's seen him for a while. So basically, that's like like dropping the head, like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm watching you guys. I'm gonna bring you down," kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, right. Ballsy of Ed Harris, by the way. Yeah, and I was much. noticing that you know, there's a little part where he doesn't want to talk while he's lifting weights, and we find out later he's got back issues. So really, he should not have been in a scenario when you have a bad back. You you can't lift weights like a regular person. Like you should be like working yeah. out in a pool. <laughs> At that point, because he is, it is crazy how long Ed Harris has been working. Like he looks old here, and this guy was, <laughs> this guy's still working. Right? Well, and then the how long Ed Harris has been working, how long Ed Harris is. Ed Harris's frame is not putting on bulk. No, he's a small guy. I mean, he's got <laughs> he's got some uh, muscle, he's, but he's a he's small a, guy. He's a he's more the like like the. The the lanky strong yeah, guy, yeah, like the old farmer type, the, the lean and mean so, guy. Exactly, he's he's not going to be doing the like bodybuilding competition. Yeah, and Danny's, but he's definitely going to be the guy who can like throw a tractor at you. <laughs> at some point. And he's he is intimidating in his own level. way for sure. And Danny's pushing. Him. Oh, absolutely! Like I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's not a no, bodybuilder. Hell no. He just doesn't have it in him, but Danny's pushing him and pushing him. But I do like you are right. I love that little bit where he kind of puts a little drop to see to see Danny's reaction when he brings up Vic's name, and he did notice it. He's like, yeah. "Okay, this guy definitely did it." I think that sold it to him right away. He's like, "This motherfucker is definitely involved, and Vic is telling the truth." Yeah, because at first he doesn't believe him. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody else does, so it's all good yeah. right now. Um, yeah, so Adrian and uh, uh, Rebel Wilson, they're getting married. Yeah. And uh, this is when The Rock decides, well, he needs some money. So he decides to just rob an armored truck. This like, such a good sequence. Just punch somebody the fuck out and run off with a couple bags. And uh, <laughs> He fucking hits a... In like a full three-piece suit. Yeah, he's in a three-piece suit and he, he hits a dude with a golf club. Well, he was just holding a golf club on a sidewalk for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like he was just, like, walking out with a golf club or whatever. Like, he just bought it at a pawn shop or something. <laughs> and he just saw, like, a guy with the bags. And he's like, well, fuck it. And, like, went for it. Oh, my God. And there's this whole chase that continues on. it. he goes into, like, a, I think a salon, right? It's like a hair salon. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, oh, he's just looking for a little trim. By the way, he's, he's bald because he's the rock. <laughs> Motherfucker's been bald since he was 19 years old. And he fucking, 
he opens the bag and we all know that this is going to happen but the big old ink hits his face and it's green i always thought of it as blue but i guess michael bay was like you know let's make it green it's funnier it's it's all different colors like yeah it it just depends on the bank Mm -hmm. or something yeah when i was at macy's it was hot oh i like that and it gets all and apparently it does burn. Oh, it does. So there's some extra uh, some extra additives to create the... Yeah, I don't know. I I had the the happy coincidence to not break one open because all the, the, the ones they used at Macy's at the time when I worked there were like little glass vials. You know, they're the little fabric tags oh, so people didn't okay. steal yeah, clothes. Yeah. Um, but when, you know, as us as cashiers removing them, those little glass vials inside could break pretty easily and i know a couple of people who got chemical burns wow. from them i don't think they were supposed to burn but i think also they didn't really care that we had some burning ones in inventory oh, God. just a little bit of holy water in each hand <laughs> oh fuck I mean, you do oh you didn't know my coworkers. but <laughs> <laughs> well, it really it really is an incredible it, it honestly shows you like Dwayne Johnson is just one of those actors that when he's in an action sequence, he rules like he is just amazing to watch to physically. Um, he fights these guys, these security guys. He goes for he starts running from them. They shoot him in the water. He's there's a whole swimming sequence where he's in the in the middle of the ocean. It's oh. so cool. Oh, they shoot his. Toe yes. Off. And he has the balls to go down to go pick it up. And he goes, it's, he's underwater. but He's like, fuck. <laughs> so good so this yeah. is the scene in the yeah. original version we watched as he's reaching for the toe it freeze framed and it would pop up it, it went bing and then like it popped up on the screen can you believe this is a real story so that never so happened. is that a director's cut or was that the the I, theatrical I cut i have no idea i'm so curious I, I mean there can't be too many versions no. of this movie out there it's just amazing so there was one where they had more cuts into like breaking the fourth wall or whatever like yeah they yeah. kept reminding this, you like, can you believe i yeah. still remember the first time they reminded reminded you almost every half hour in the wow. movie like can you believe this is a real story <laughs> oh my god yeah they tried to do too many bits like they like it's just like make it funny instead of trying to like be like, oh, look how crazy this story is. Just make a good movie, and then we'll be appalled by it and be surprised. You don't have to tell us. Like, we're, you don't have to baby feed us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so lazy and stupid. I'm glad they took that out. It would have annoyed me even more. Yeah. I, I mean, this movie, it kind of has the potential of being like a roided out catch me if you can totally. or something. Totally. Yeah. But it's just so fucking stupid and juvenile half the time and i i i feel like any other director to michael bay yeah i was gonna say there's there's a good movie in here there definitely is a good movie hiding. honestly i was gonna say i bet re-edited this movie could be You're really right. good i agree yeah there's a good movie it's spielberg it's, on it. <laughs> someone called spielberg someone called james gunn like call that motherfucker get this shit done oh shit there we go <laughs> so what happens yeah so all right so yeah and so yeah the rock gets his toe shot off and he ends up running into the middle of the wedding and just bleeding and yelling all over the place and he's like i, I fucked up bro uh, oh i fucked up so bad yeah. 
and so it's... they basically decide, all right, this is uh, this is where we're gonna it's... go get that that porn king guy is, and take it his is money one of now. the best parts where he goes and he talks. He first of all, he goes into Adrian's wedding's uh, reception, yeah. and he breaks in. He's full of paint, and he's talking to Wahlberg, and he's telling him like. Dude, I lost my toe. Like, here's my toe. I fucking lost it. Like, it's like he's so out of it. And I'm like, holy shit, Dwayne Johnson is so fucking good. Like, he's too good of an actor. I'm like, holy shit, how are you this freaking entertaining, man? But, yes, I love that whole interaction. And that's when they decide to go after the uh, the porn king of Dade County. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Victor calls uh, Marky Mark's old boss, Rod Corridor, and is basically like, Give me my money back, you son of a bitch! <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, yeah, he calls again later after uh, Corridor talks to Marky Mark, and uh, he, he's like, trying, Yeah, I got the money, uh, I just need to know an address I can take it to, and he's like, 143 Fuck You Avenue, that's where. <laughs> he's not stupid, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, uh, then they get around it by just star six nining his ass, and uh, the motel answers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. We know where he's at. <laughs> I know. Not, <laughs> not, not bad. And it does make sense because there's a good. I would not have been surprised if like Tony Shalhoub's character Victor didn't know about Star sixty nine. He's an older guy. He's more old school. You know, Star sixty. Yeah, it's brand new. In yeah, it's a little fresh right. back then. So yeah, there's a good chance he didn't know about it, but Wahlberg may have known about it because I don't know. But yeah, they Star sixty nine them. They go over to the hotel, and there's a pretty good sequence there where they're at the front office and they're trying to. It's insane. Like <laughs> Paul's uh, the Rock's character is just so fucking funny. Yeah, he's like, you're going to tell me what number, room number he's in, or I'm going to bash your head with a baseball bat, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, oh, God, and then there's the, like, the, the, the little person walking around there. <laughs> like, and, and, is uh, this a Michael Bay decision? Marky Mark yells out, snatch that cabbage <laughs> yeah, patch. Yeah, and then the rock just grabs him by his throat he's like i'm sorry little guy but i'm gonna have to bash your head and like it was like holy shit don't kill the little like don't kill him jesus he's just the i'll give you the gold <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh like the the night and okay so this is what i was gonna say i have this in my notes somewhere i don't know where because like i never look at my notes when i'm on this show because i just end up like going with you steve and just going with the, the flow that you're going but i have in my notes somewhere where it's like man the 90s were the last time where you really could just do whatever you wanted the 80s the 70s yeah. like you could just do whatever you wanted the 90s were just the tell in where it just felt like it was just you really could be in crimes like this and do really crazy shit. Now it's so difficult to like, you know, be a criminal. Yeah, everything's all electric. There's cameras everywhere. Yes. Everything's triple verified You're or whatever. Right. And yet somehow Instagram still allows motherfuckers to get my account at EILF Movies. Fuck you, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, fuck you, Instagram. Fuck Trying you to get Instagram. me money because you know how much I love Steve. <laughs> I will say I will lend you sixty bucks. <laughs> oh. I, I, I felt really good because there were like 10 people like hitting me up on Twitter, you know, the real account being like, hey, you, you know what's all about? Do you, do you need money? You know what's, like, what? what? You know what's you bad, Steve, about? is people ask me that and I'm not, I don't have an account hack. They just worry about me. <laughs> like, wait, I heard you wrecked yeah. another car. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Daniel, it's been three months. You, uh, you're still do you need some money? <laughs> oh, my God. I am very much enjoying this movie, though, like talking about. I think it's it's more fun to talk about, for sure, than watching it. I, I, this, oh, so, absolutely. So absolutely. I think that's the, like, that's almost the most frustrating thing is, like we were saying earlier, there's a good movie inside this totally. movie. Like, this is a good, interesting, crazy story, and they tried to do too much with it. Like, mm-hmm. the story itself is already, and the characters involved are already so nutty. It's already sort of a dark comedy. You don't have to throw more glitter on top of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what pulls you back out, is trying to do too many gimmicks in there, it, on top of this already just like batshit crazy story like just let the story be crazy agreed i totally agree with that yeah they they did a little too much and they had to do there there i think i think michael bay is one of those guys he needs to he needs to get the movie to a level where he feels satisfied and sometimes that level this movie didn't need that this this movie could have had much more heart in it they really could have put more heart into this movie and it would have been much more of a a better watch and it would have been a better balance of comedy with the action and stuff but uh, it just goes to a level of teenage yeah. bullshit oh my god you guys Taika Waititi should do this yeah. movie yeah that would have been perfect he handles dark comedy excellently yeah, yeah. like I said just about any really decent director out there would do good <laughs> you have the potential for like like a young guns kind of movie where it's like every all the people you're rooting for garbage are absolutely yeah. criminals <laughs> i mean they're bank you're, robbers they're blah 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 you know it's a very similar theme but it's like hey you're rooting for emilio not yeah your victim sheriff. is like this person yeah. that you're like i don't care if he loses his money because he's an asshole but at the same time it's still fucked up what you you know it's it's like he still earned it the way like in the right way he's just a garbage person you know yeah, well, yeah. that's just it. Like, when Tony Shalhoub gets hit by the car, you're not really feeling terrible for Tony no. Shalhoub. <laughs> but you're also not feeling great that he's, like, almost being yes. murdered. Yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, makes you wrestle with yourself it a does. little bit. <laughs> yeah, so what happens from here? Yes, okay, so they go to meet up with Frank the Porn King. And basically, they're selling them on this rift of like, oh, yeah, we're going to take telecommunication to India. You know, there's like a billion people there. And even if 1% does, then all it takes is a $500,000 investment. And you'll be on the cutting edge. It'll be, grow exponentially as the technology improves and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And, and of course, Porn King's like, sure, look at my wife's tits. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, wait, well, his wife does have giant boobs. Well, so they, I think her boobs are real. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just saying I, I'm re- pretty good at looking at boobs. And but anyway, so I feel like <laughs> I'm pretty good at looking at boobs. Well, but 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 it's very clear in this movie, very specifically, they're fake boobs. They're her new fake yes, boobs. Yes, the movie yeah. wants you. Yes, the movie wants us to think that. Those are fake boobs for sure. They want us. To, they want to let us know because it comes into play later. But I think it's so hilarious that they were trying to basically scam him into being like, "Oh, you could get your pornos to all these different countries." But there's, it's just. Could you imagine if just like three guys came to your place and was like, "Hey, check out this awesome yeah. investment. Give us five hundred thousand dollars." It's like what? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're we're gonna take Verizon to India just to three <laughs> yeah. of us. Like, like I won't even here. buy a special vacuum from someone that comes to my door. I'm not gonna set, give you five hundred thousand dollars. Like Jesus Christ. Right. But you know, it's all uh, all part of the game. So they're like, hey, we're gonna have a party at uh, uh Adrian's house here. Why don't you, we talk a little business, have a little party, do a little coke? It'll be great. Doesn't go quite <laughs> as well. <laughs> See, imagine if every like Mary Kay meeting went like this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my oh, mom you, would not be in business. You mean when the Rock and Falcon are doing a Chinese finger trap on your big-titted wife while you're in the other room getting your ass beat by Marky awesome. Mark? No, no, no. She's sitting on the Rock's back while he's doing push-ups. Yeah, true. At first, once again, <laughs> once again, this does remind me of Boogie Nights in that one scene with uh, Alfred Molina. Uh, you know, it's. Yeah. I thought Alfred Molina was the uh, was the porn king guy in this. <laughs> Dude, movie. he would have rocked it if he was. That's for sure. Oh, totally. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, basically, porn king guys. You know, him and Marky Mark are talking business. He's like, no, honestly, dude, I'm I'm a decent businessman. I mean, you're nice enough, but I'm not going to give you a half million dollars on bullshit. You're blowing up exactly. my ass. You know, he was smart. <laughs> like, I think the the thing where it fucked him over was. He just he hit those spots on poor old Danny, and uh, he triggered that motherfucker to a point where oof. Yeah, he, he, he had little tender spots of the ego, and he's like, "Well, you don't think I'm smart enough? You don't think I can do it?" Blah blah blah. And then basically, uh, yeah, one of the weights uh, end up falling on his head. Squish. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're at uh, they're they're at Blackbird's house. <laughs> Adrian's house. They're at Adrian's house. <laughs> Which, by the way, I like Blackbird. this house. I like oh, yeah, this house, the decoration on this house a lot. Um, very, very mid-century modern. But yeah, they go in the, the weightlifting room and yeah, Marky Mark like pushes the porn king and then starts like slamming on the weight, like hitting the weightlifter. And yeah, one of the, the weights comes off and smashes the porn king's head. The wife hears something, comes running in, starts screaming. Um, everybody else comes running in. They like grab the wife, and then the rock's like, "What? Uh, is he okay?" And I really liked Marky Mark's like, "See how that weight's laying flat against the floor? It shouldn't be, since there's a head in between there." <laughs> what blew my mind was like, before all that chaos, he ran his head through a TV screen, <laughs> like a CRT TV, yeah, and I'm like, "Damn, I'm surprised that didn't knock him out." Like he's like, "You could have killed me, you son of a bitch!" And then of course that's what he gets head flattened but that whole part is just fucking bonkers and then just watching Mackie's character Adrian try to clean up the mess in the worst way possible I think he has Windex <laughs> not gonna do the trick <laughs> no no I watched this movie it's called my big fat Greek wedding and, Windex uh, solves everything they've all been doing a lot you're of right cocaine, cocaine and steroids oh yeah oh, yeah. oh. Oh, that's right. And then they like shoot up the uh, the wife or whatever with like horse tranquilizers yeah, to calm her down. Not explained why why the blackbird ha Adrian has uh, has horse tranquilizers. I assume steroids, or maybe that's for Rebel Wilson. I don't, I don't know. Right? Him and Rebel are into some weird stuff. Oh, and Rebel Wilson's got to be home at noon, so got to get the shit cleaned up. So they're trying to like get the combination to Frank safe from the wife or whatever. Right? Yeah, and. Uh, but you know she's a little out of it on horse tranquilizers and shit, and I, I, I don't know if their Spanish is bad. I don't know what. But anyway, Blaze of Glory. Speaking of young guns, uh, starts playing as they go to the house, and the combination isn't working. 
and the wife makes a run for it. So uh, uh, Adrian shoots her up with more tranquilizers. Spoiler alert, she's dead now. Yep. Yeah, they got two bodies to deal with. Uh, also, the the rock, he's uh, knocking into the uh, the liquor cabinet at uh, Frank's house and starts drinking a shit ton. And yeah, he like feeds his toe to the dog. <laughs> uh, uh, they end up stealing a Lamborghini. Uh, they they oh, got yeah, bodies they, to they move. They call a Chihuahua, a yeah. Yorkie. They're a mess. They're a complete mess at this yeah. point. Yeah, the 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 numbers that, of course, the numbers that the the whoever she was to uh, to Frank are not correct because she was on fucking tr- tranquilizers and so it doesn't work and yeah. yeah it just becomes a complete disaster uh, a goddamn little chihuahua has a damn toe as the rock's toe in his mouth and it's just a disaster <laughs> it's like oh man what are they gonna do it's just, I'm surprised they've gotten away with it I think because there's so much going on in Dade County I guess the cops were like well. You know, we're going to focus on other things, but that's why they were able to get away with it. Small, small potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, they ended up uh, just taking the safe and, like, you know, taking it to the, the dildo hideout or whatever and, like, cutting it open and, you know, transporting the bodies around and, you know, trying to, like, cut them, up, cut them with, like, an electric chainsaw and hatchets and shit and grilling off fingerprints. And I'm just like... Wow, you guys are horrible at this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, I'll, I'll look at it. Maybe in the mid '90s, they didn't have the benefit of watching all those forensic file shows and stuff like we did growing up. Yeah, no kidding. Anybody? No. Oh, I all watched right. a shit ton of those during this time period. <laughs> I, I love yeah, them but, cooking um, hands. <laughs> yeah. Just just on a fucking grill, like it's. Like he's you know, like well, chicken like, or whatever. They gotta get rid of the fingerprints. Like it's Easter Sunday at the park. And... Oh, and this is when it pops up again saying, still a true story. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the believable yeah, part. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's, oh. Uh, what happens to her? Oh, yeah, they tried doing, like, so they, the electric chainsaw, they get, like, the wife's hair kind of yeah. caught in it. And then they take it back to Home Depot or whatever to exchange it. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. But, but truest thing about it, Home Depot employees just like, yeah, whatever, yeah. get a new one. Even yeah. though there's blood right. on this. Hey, look, that Home De- Depot employee is being paid minimum wage, which is like yeah. four and a half dollars an hour at this time. She's not being paid to care. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, also, The Rock, uh, I don't know, starts having a conscience or whatever and decides he's just going to run away. Yeah. They load up the the body parts in some barrels and dump it in a swamp like five feet from a major highway. Uh, And then we go back to the start of the movie where the cops are raiding Marky Mark while he's working out. And we get that whole, uh, I believe in fitness as he's hit by a car. (laughs) Yeah, I do like that. I like that. I was like, okay, when are we going to get full circle? I think we're getting close because they showed the arrests of everyone else. Um, You know, uh, Paul is... I guess going back to the pastor that he beat the fuck up because he thought the pastor was trying to hit on him, which maybe he was. And he was like, I apologize. And they arrest him in the church and they arrest Adrian in the shower. And Rebel Wilson is not happy about it. And eventually, yeah. Oh, she got the Yeah, worst. she was like, screw this, dude. Yeah, she went all in on that fucking trial. Like, oh, by the way, he's got a very small dick. And I know he fucked the stenographer or whatever. <laughs> or the paralegal. I know, bitch. I know. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh yeah. Meanwhile, Marky Mark though he uh, got back to uh, Tony Shalhoub's place and got his little cigar boat and was taken to the Bahamas because he knows Tony Shalhoub has his bank account there or whatever. And uh, but you know Ed Harris and I don't know Interpol or whatever is there waiting for him. And there's a whole big chase and he gets like shot in the leg. Ah fuck. And Victor's there too for some reason. I I don't know to ID him or something. But then he drives it, drives like through a farmer's market. And it's insane. Mark. This guy yeah. that's like still healing from everything that he's been through, and he's able to run over Marky Mark. I do like the full circle of like they ran over him, so he runs over Marky Mark, and he runs him through a fucking building. Well, how many people did he hit in the farmer's yeah, market? Yeah, he's though? like creates all this damage, right? goes through all these fruit carts and everything. It's like I said, everyone's a piece of shit in this movie. Everybody. Yeah. But yeah, he finally gets, they finally get him. They finally get this dude. And they take him to a helicopter and he's still talking to Ed Harris about how he needs to work on his quads. Why'd you do it? Oh yeah, he says, because I'm, cause I'm a doer. Or <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And then we get the, the weirdest fucking trial in history, apparently, because we got the Bulgarian girlfriend talking about, like, oh, yes, he works for the CIA, and I'm also operative. And you get Rebel Wilson talking shit there. And it, apparently it's the first time in, a, in history where the uh, breast implants are used as evidence to identify the bodies. And, yeah, because they have, like, a serial yeah. number. But which actually became a way following that to identify women's bodies, because always women getting fucking murdered. Yeah. Not always. Like 98%, but... Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget gang violence. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, long and short of it is uh, The Rock, you know, Paul, Paul Doyle, whatever, got 15 years because he turned straight up snitch, but that's another Rock movie. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Marky Mark and uh, Adrian were sentenced to death, and it only took the the jury like 14 minutes or something like that, they said. And there's just so much bad narration at the end of this movie, and it goes on forever. Roll credits, and we see the pictures of the real Danny Lugo and Paul Doyle and all them, and they look absolutely nothing like Marky Mark, The Rock, or even that. No, they're Mackie. people of color. So, like, well, like they're well, Mackie's the guy that he's playing. I think that guy's like from Trinidad or something. I could be wrong, but he looks more of like yeah, he was at yeah, least black. He was like of some. I thought he was of some Spanish descent, but I could be wrong. But yeah, like Marky Mark's character for sure does not look like anything like that. Like a whole other human being. It's like, okay, you're just yeah. selling tickets. Yeah, he looks like he works the night shift yeah. at a gas station kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, and meanwhile, Gangster's Paradise is playing. And there's, you know, between all the, the real photos, there's like, I don't know, Jackson Pollock's splats of color abs tits lamborghinis drugs more abs more tits splat yeah it's like calm down michael bay like i said it's very suicide squad dude like that's exactly what they were trying to do just like look at all these colors and stuff we're fucking cool yeah so guys that's uh that's pain (sighs) and or game daniel would you recommend it (sighs) no i i would not recommend this movie (laughs) it is it's like a 
it's a movie that I feel like would have done better if it was released in 2002 or 2003 as opposed to 2013 because it has that douchebag mentality that was so popular in 2000 in the early 2000s and um it's oh, the yeah. most douchebaggy movie it's like it's like if a douchebag was trying to make a movie that was a comedy and was like Oh yeah, like I'm just trying to make fun of dudes like me. Like check how fucking douchey I can be. And it's just like, no, it's still douchebaggy though and I hate it. So like I there's I will say there's some performances that I did enjoy. But it doesn't make yeah. up for a 2-hour runtime and it doesn't keep my interest long enough. So I do not recommend this movie. Excellent. How about you, babe? This is a rough watch. It's not the worst yeah. movie I've ever seen for sure. And if you just if you have time to burn like like if you're like me and you're just like laid up in bed and you can't really do very much um it's worth it to watch like tony shalhoub in that like you know they, they there's some good performances in this but if if you're just looking for a casual watch not not really the crime story is really fascinating i'd love to see like i said like taika watiti take a crack at like the crime like, like a remake or see one of those like six episode like a you know like the Tiger King miniseries or yeah something. do something like that yeah I like that but, yeah basically everything's great about this movie except Michael Bay directing yeah somebody re-edit this for Michael Bay yeah no shit <laughs> yeah but same thing like nah I, I wouldn't recommend it but but everyone does a great job except Michael Bay I think or, or the yeah. editor, maybe. I don't know, but Michael Bay supervises them, so who knows? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Oh, boy. Oh, snap. When we come back, though, <gasps> we have more beer, Ooh. fun facts, <gasps> and what we learn from pain and game. Hi, puppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Ah, are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. When I was a child, I thought as a child, and as a child, I thought some really horrible movies were really good. But then I grew up. Hindsight is a podcast where my friend Brandon and I go back and look at movies that we thought were dope when we were kids, or young adults. Some of them are just as good as we remember them, but other ones, 
<sighs> I mean, really, if you as a grown adult are not terrified by Junior from Problem Child, <sighs> and if you as an adult don't think Claude from Life is the real villain of the movie, I don't know what to tell you. We talk about stuff like that. We also talk about things like how Steve Latimer from the program is the worst person in the world. How Belly was a great music video, but a horrible movie. And why Kevin from Home Alone was absolutely a horrible kid. Now, Brendan doesn't believe in half the stuff that I'm saying, so we usually end up arguing about it, which makes this show excellent. And we have a great time doing it. It's funny, it's insightful, and we get some really great folks on to talk to us about it. So check it out. If you ever wondered what your favorite movies as a child would look like as an adult, check us out. Chances are we've already seen it, and it ain't pretty. We're available on Linktree backslash HSMR, or you could just type us into your favorite podcatcher. We'll be there. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Peace. You do what you have to do to play. Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From our favorite fandoms to the occasional girl talk in our ongoing book club, we bring everything to you with a feminine eye. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and at our own website, nerdybitches.com. You can also find us at our new home on the Age of Radio Podcast Network, along with other great shows at ageofradio.org. Make sure to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon. This is Eric Abari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that I've added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Ah, man. Daniel, you uh, still enjoying your beverage over there? Yeah, I still am. I actually am, uh, uh, you know, I'm sipping slower. I don't want to get completely shit-faced tonight. I do have to work tomorrow, but um, I am definitely (laughs) enjoying my bullet bourbon, of course. Uh, Bullet bourbon rye, by the way. It goes down smooth, and um, it's always going to give you a little happy buzz at the end of the night. Oh, we got a good half bottle of it here, too. Yeah, we <laughs> do enjoy it. Bullet. Uh, babe, I got something for you, if you want. <gasps> Ooh. From uh, Rooster's Brewing, we have their Bee's Knees Honey Weed Ale. Ooh. A crisp American weed ale with honey. There you go. Uh, 5% alcohol by volume. And uh, mm-hmm. my top? Oh, my top! I was going to have you finish doing the pop. But oh, oh. Now. Oh, his top! There you go. <laughs> and the hand over to Izzy. Oh, I'm going to take a sip. Mmm. That's a good beer. We've gotten this beer before. It's very light, really crisp. Um, it's not sweet, as you'd think, from a honey ale, because all the honey ferments out. But it's... It's got, like, earth, it's lightly like to it. Earthy, a little piney. Like, aromatic, but... like... Most people don't pay attention, but honey, you can almost taste like a little of the flowers in it. And you get more of that when you ferment it out. And uh, yeah. yeah, just lightly piney. Mm, this is a very good beer. Yeah, good all day drinker, I think. Uh, well, would either of you guys be interested in any fun of facts? Of course. Are they, are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Uh, well, I think so. Let's find out. <clears throat> all right, Rotten Tomatoes. 
Daniel, what do you think the critics thought of Pain and Pain? Forty percent. Is he? Oh, I'm gonna go with my super generous seventeen. Fifty <laughs> percent oh, okay. with the critics. Oh. And uh, but what about that audience? The important one. Sixty. Uh, seventy percent. Seventy percent. Not gonna go with sixty-nine. No, I wanted huh? to. Hmm. Fifty-five. Forty-seven, even lower than the critics. Okay. Yeah, interesting. A twenty-six million dollar budget. U.S. gross forty-nine point nine. Worldwide eighty-seven point three million. So technically, a little bit of a hit. It was. I mean, yeah, they had the right yeah. people in there for sure, and it was, I'm sure the trailer was like fucking insane. <laughs> the only thing I remember about the trailer specifically is like Mark. Uh, Mark Wahlberg like doing a bunch of like lifts or whatever. The Rock just sitting there very calmly going, "Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. You're a beast. Yeah." And I don't even think that was in the movie. I, I don't remember that. So yeah, I don't think it wasn't. Uh, apparently, at just over twenty million dollars, this movie is Michael Bay's lowest budgeted film since his feature film debut. Anyone? Bad Boys, 1995. Oh, I couldn't think of the shit. name, but I was thinking of the movie. Yeah, Bad Boys. Yeah, apparently uh, Michael Bay, Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson all took pay cuts to keep the Yeah, like down. they made like a percentage off of go. the final gross of the film or something like that, right? Some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, that's usually how it works out. It's like, yeah, instead of, you know, the, my usual $25 million, it's 10% of the yeah. net or something so it's like kind of, that. It's kind of a... Uh, a little bit of a gamble because you're like, well, if the movie bombs, I'm not going to get as much as I would have made up front. But if the movie does great, you'll probably get about as much, if not more. Yeah, wasn't like the first person to do that, like Jack Nicholson with the original Batman movie, and it was like, oh yeah, it made him like two hundred. Yeah, like he made more than he would have like made if he just charged. Yeah, like yeah. It, it could. It's a good move. I, if I was a big name, I would consider doing yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, to be the role of a bodybuilder, uh, Dwayne Johnson bulked up to nearly 300 pounds for wow. his role. Oh, like, shit. I'm almost there myself. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Mark Wahlberg bulked up to 212 and Anthony Mackie at 213. Yeah, because Mackie is not naturally a, a really bulky guy, but Wahlberg's always been pretty cut. I think he just needed to put a little extra poundage on himself to yeah a little mass kind of like what christian bell did with batman begins kind of like bulk up a little bit a little bit of that water weight yeah watching them like in uh the big hit last week or whatever you know know, 98 or whatever it's like 15 years earlier just just yeah like he was cut but he just wasn't that bulky like that like yeah this is like the probably the biggest Wahlberg has been i think He's always been in shape, but oh, yeah, yeah this is the, definitely the bulkiest he's been. He was doing some, some. I'm sure he was doing some things to get that big. Maybe not steroids, but some special what? stuff. Little little breast milk. Yeah, little, little, <laughs> little, yeah. Little. yeah. Watching all the uh, the Marky Mark movies across the the timelines, Steve and I decided that Marky Mark is like if uh, Seth Green and John Cena had some sort of baby and he ranges between that base you're right bulky yeah <laughs> there's an i know i was like god damn it why'd you put that in my head izzy but uh it's it's you're in welcome. there now <laughs> now we can never leave 
So uh, Michael Bay wanted Mark Wahlberg to be as tan as possible. So Wahlberg, throughout filming, had to get a full body fake tan every week. It the still movie. looked pale so. as fuck. So I guess it didn't help that much. Yeah, he did look really pale, but I, I think it's just because he was always next to Tony Shalhoub, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> yeah. Anthony He's Mackie. always going to look like super pale compared to those dudes. Yeah, that's true. Like He's always going to look Bostonian. You can't help it. <laughs> yeah. your mother. Yeah. Oh, and Albert Brooks was considered for the role of Victor, uh, but a deal could not be reached. So John Turturro was cast instead. Then Turturro had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts, so Tony Shalhoub was cast. But Albert Brooks. Oh, that would have been very yeah. different. Oh, man. I... Shalhoub just did such a good job. Yeah. I could see all three of them doing decent. Like, I should think of, like Albert Brooks as an asshole, and it's like, I, I guess he was a killer asshole in Drive, yeah. but. I could see him turning yeah, it on, I but I think I think all three of those would have been pretty similar. I think they all would have been able to, in their own oh, yeah, way, yeah. they would have been able to nail it, for sure, yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson, an avid nunchucks user, brought her own nunchucks for the sex scene to, quote, spice <laughs> things up. Nice. Mm, of course she did. And the home of Frank Griga in this movie belongs to Michael Bay. It's also the former Miami home of Hulk Hogan, as seen in Hogan Knows Best. Nice. Ah. <laughs> So if it looked familiar, that's why. Wrestling reference achieved. Yeah. Well, Daniel, Izzy, now we've reached the most important question. <gasps> what did we learn from Pain and Gain? Uh, Daniel, would you like to go first? Um, I learned that I think it's better to be happy with what you have and know and and. And like, be happy with what you have. And if you're not happy with you have with what you have, then find ways to advance yourself in a legal manner. And uh, maybe don't um, consult other convicts um, along with yourself to solve those problems because you'll probably just end up back in jail. Well, now you're just taking all the fun out of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hell, right? I'm a moralist. <laughs> Izzy, how about you? I learned that this was based on a true story, Steve. Damn Did it. you know this was based on a true story? I I learned the absolute extent of which you can legally say something is based on a true story. You know. <laughs> uh, I also learned fear is false evidence appearing real. Thanks, AA. <laughs> That's true. They do say that quite a bit. And stories are cool. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, I also learned, uh, be mindful of your cologne. It could give you... Yeah, if you're going to be a criminal, maybe don't wear strong scents. Just go full natural. Yeah. Let money be the scent you carry. Yeah, Yeah. smell it up, baby. Go get that Coke. (laughs) (sighs) Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you also... I do have a podcast. podcast. It is the Mustachioed Podcastio, uh, where I review movies... Uh, featuring dope-ass mustachioed actors. And we honor those actors. And uh, we talk a little bit about the movie, and it's a lot of fun. It's a stupid comedy show, and I don't know much about film, but I'm learning slowly. Um, so don't expect any like intricate bullshit stuff about me like breaking down the movie. I try my best, but um, it's a good time. And you can find the show on Instagram at Mustachioed Podcastio. I spell it M-O-U-S-T-A-S-H-I-O. And uh, also on Twitter at mpodcastio. 
join the fun. And I always love to look for new guests and new movie ideas. So hit me up if you're interested in jumping on. And, and Daniel's incredibly humble for some reason, but he does a great job even when he's so <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, if, yeah, only uh, super self-absorbed people can really pull that off. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the impressions. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. Excellent. And babe, uh, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. I have a Patreon at Untidy Venus. You can join my sticker of the month club or my print of the month club. I post pictures of my pets. I post art when I'm doing art. I've been posting home improvement uh, little updates and whatnot. Um... And I have an Etsy shop where I sell my goods and wares at Untidy Venus. How about you, Steve? Where are you? I am everywhere. I'm omnipotent. <laughs> no. uh, of course, you can find us everywhere at Everything I Learned From Movies on all the major podcatchers. Or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. movies. Uh, we got lots of great fun stuff. Obviously, we're in the middle of Marky March right now. Guys, you know what that means. Next month. It's Steve's birthday month, so it can only mean one thing. <gasps> the return of April. Yes! Yeah! All the eight movies. I think Daniel's going to be there for one of them, but I forget which one. Probably, Probably. Chocolate or something. I, I don't know. We'll look it up. Did you refer to yourself as third person? Did <laughs> uh, you say Steve's birthday month? <laughs> wow, yes. you really are full of yourself. For birthday month? For birthday month, Steve could be full of himself. <laughs> the next step is referring to my penis as <laughs> the fourth person. Wait. Weirdly, he named it Gerald. Right? Name it Marky Mark. <laughs> hey, how's your I'm gonna Marky Mark all over your face. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Steve, no, no. You know it's got to be a Nicolas Cage character. That's true. It's true though. Oh, I know. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gotta be Sailor Ripley. Sailor it's Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Ripping in the Terran. So yeah, oh! the ILF movies. <laughs> Turn up that gash. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, until next time, I'm Steve. These are two guys who don't get laid very often. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a night, everybody. Bye. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long That even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta low they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Meta Human Affairs. This one is a story.
about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 